Lesson number one. Don't underestimate the other guy's greed. <laughs> Lesson number two. Don't get high on your own supply. That's right. Lesson number two. Don't get high on your own supply. Of course, not everybody follows the rules, huh? <laughs> Hello and welcome to a brand new episode of Fascinated with Films. What up? What's going on? Guess what? Dave's here. Dave's I here. Am. He's here. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully, everyone uh, liked uh, what was slapstick. Yeah. yeah, slapstick. Oh, and speaking of which, too, I, I wish I had. Uh, bought this dvd before then but i just got dracula dead loving it in the mail which is a hard one to find too and i just found it and i haven't seen it in forever and i was like oh that would have been great who is that comedy that was leslie nielsen yeah and mel brooks yeah oh it's mel brooks mel brooks plays like van helsing and everything and yeah i haven't seen that in a while Ah, it's been a long time too so yeah that would have been a great one for that uh flick but What's everyone up to? Dave's been uh, traveling. He went to Miami. Yep. Yeah. I went down for the Super Bowl with my company. <laughs> he went down for the Super Bowl. Hell we didn't yeah. stay for the Super Bowl. I left <laughs> 5 That's the best way to do the Super Bowl. on Sunday. That's, yeah. And I'm like, because it was absolutely nightmare on, Madhouse on uh, South Beach. Yeah. Oh, I bet, dude. It was ridiculous. Yeah. Tell you, us what uh, some of the stuff that went Dave down there. Dave was the one car you got traveling some, uh, on the interstate. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Going the other way. Yeah. yeah going we have north. a couple of, we have some, we met two of our clients down there. Um, but a bunch of like football celebs. You got to yeah. meet Marshall Falk, which I was excited yep. about because Damn, Marshall Falk awesome. was one of my favorite running backs. Uh, I saw Ronnie Lott. I yep, think. Ronnie Lott's great. Hell yeah. Um, um, Doug Flutie. Flutie. I talked with Flutie for like what? five ten minutes. That's awesome. That's man. Fucking awesome. Said I used dude. to love Fruity Flakes, man. <laughs> they had. They had. So here's what: when you uh, you never realize how little money you have. Yeah. Until huh. you go to the events that I went to. Yeah. Now I bought a. I spent. Seven or eight hundred bucks on suits. Yeah, before I went. Wow, because I knew they're good suit too. They were good suits. Yeah. They're good suits. Um, but we went down there, and three of the nightly events we went to were all done by the NFL. Two were done by the trust, and one was done by the NFL Legends Association. And basically, at five star resort hotels, Lamborghinis, and and Man, stuff. The, the rental places down there are like huge. Yeah. That's Miami things. and South Beach, though. Yeah. It's anyways, yeah, Ferraris, of course, yeah, yeah. Lamborghinis, yeah. Porsches, those rental places like, because I like, yeah, you can rent a Bugatti if yeah. you want. Yeah, to. it's yeah. twenty five hundred a day yeah. plus. That's what Bieber rents down there. Yeah. Yeah. Bieber rented that Lamborghini that he got pulled oh, over in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You were telling me that you the like that Michael Strahan kind of gift set. Oh, every night we went, we got a gift bag. Oh wow. And uh, the first two nights, it was all Michael Strahan collection. Oh, Ta- that's dope. Ties and belts and, and cufflinks and tie clips. That's awesome. And, uh, so that motherfucker is everywhere, yeah. dude. Yeah. I mean, he, is, he is beyond. One of Michael our, Strahan. One of our yeah. clients, Arthur Motes, who wants to overtake him. Oh, really? Yeah. That five or ten year plan. Yeah. Yeah. He's, he's, it's a, good, he's uh, a better cooler dude than Michael Strahan, really? but I like Michael Strahan. Michael Strahan's pretty cool. And people's grandmothers know who Michael Strahan is yeah. now. You know, they watch on that. Good Morning America, yeah. and then he's got that other show after Good Morning America, well, the uh, the one with Kiki and... Uh, damn, you can get popular in the NFL, but if you get on morning yeah. oh, daytime yeah. Oh, yeah. television... Yeah. Skyrocket, bro. <laughs> Absolutely. Because... Yeah. The four of us might, uh, three of us might know who you are, but yeah. when when somebody's grandmother knows who exactly, you are, that's yeah. exactly what it is too. But man, everybody there, I mean, the food was amazing. Mm-hmm. Like chef, 
I mean, the drinks I had, I was drinking uh, $50 pours of uh, Louis Fifteenth cognac, oh, wow. Wow. Remy Martin cognac, $3,500 awesome. $3, a bottle. I remember one time I had a shot of like fifty or sixty dollar cognac as like a dessert at a nice was restaurant. Was it good? Was it worth it? I, I mean, mean, wow. I mean, it, if you can it was, afford it, it's the, yeah, it was it just was like, great. Yeah, I mean, to me, but it was can just, you tell the difference between that? And this like cognac that I had, that you, listen, this cognac that I had was like drinking Kool Aid. Mm. There was no bite, so it was smooth. If it you didn't, smooth, if you don't so. like the taste of alcohol, this was your stuff. Yeah. It, yeah, that would. Be I mean, it that. got you messed up, but it wasn't. You could. Like, because you could drink it like Kool-Aid. Samuel Jackson's beer. <laughs> It'll get you fucked up. <laughs> I would be wasted down there. That's the problem with me. I'd be like hobnobbing with those people, and I'd be the guy taking his shirt off. Yeah. <laughs> How many do you have? Yeah. <laughs> Just the one. <laughs> we, uh, yeah, and everybody's wearing Louis Vuitton oh, yeah, and yeah. shoes. And, yeah. and yeah, it, it, Dude, I went down to South Beach years ago, like, I don't know, maybe... 13 years ago and uh, was like going shopping with the person that I was down there with and I didn't plan on buying anything and she was like adamant that like you have to get a, t- a shirt or something. She got like two pairs of jeans, a belt and my shirt and it was like 1500 bucks and I was just like, you yeah, know, I don't need that shirt. <laughs> I'm good. Like, you know. I, I mean, <laughs> e- even people that have money. Yeah. That's ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You know? I mean, come on. People you could, that have money have could, money because they kind you, of conservative. You could sponsor a child to go to summer camp for 15 children. Hell, to go you to could summer sponsor camp. me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fundmylife.com. <laughs> it's like that Super I got bills, too. Uh, yeah. It's like the guy from the Chiefs that went and paid all the adoption fees for the... Uh, for the dogs in Kansas City after he won and everything, I said everyone there should be doing something yeah. like that. The funny you know, thing they is, got is money that, after that you, win. That kind of promotion mm. is worth the yeah, money. It, it spending, pays for man. itself. Come on, yeah. I mean, yeah. even if you're doing it, for and the, it wasn't that expensive. You yeah, know, it was like adoption fees, even if it was twenty grand. Yeah, yeah, and it wasn't. It was like a couple thousand. So, like I was telling y'all, you know, I didn't get a real chance to watch the game or whatever. So I was driving home at, at like the conclusion of the game, mm. and, and I don't know who the Chiefs player was that they were interviewing. But like I was listening to it on the radio, and the the interview uh, the journalist asked him a question, yeah. and he just goes, "We motherfucking knew we were gonna do it!" Like on fucking live radio, oh, and I was shit. just like, "Oh my god!" And he kept going on and going, and he's like, "Yeah, they knew they fucking couldn't handle us," and I'm just sitting there laughing uh, my ass off. This dude, FCC like, fines are being dude, racked up as I, we speak. Dude, uh, like that's why you interview. Radio. That's why you interview Mahone and yeah. uh, the or, level guys. It's called a five. It's called a five second delay. delay. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, they did not have that going on. I I was laughing so hard because I and again I don't know the player, but I was like, oh, he just got so fine. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, I'm uh, I'm looking forward to the Oscars. Uh, I I always look forward to the Oscars. I'm one of the few people that still, really still watch the uh, <laughs> the award shows and everything. But uh, I don't know if you've been paying attention to Joaquin Phoenix has obviously been going on his run, but man, he went on a tear on uh, every award show that he wins. Yeah, he goes a little bit further than he uh, should have in this last one. I think. I think it was the Baptist. Diversity. The Baptist. The Baptist. What is says, Y'all racists. <laughs> yeah, no, he did. Yeah, he, he went he, off. He, on yeah, he's People were congratulating that. him, saying, "Hey, thanks for having the balls to come out and saying what everyone else is thinking." You know, there's a reason no black people are winning this and shit like that. And, and he says, "And this is wrong." I think every award show he's done, he's pulled something out 
to call people on because he knows he's like I'm on the big stage now yeah. and it's it's like if Sean Penn wins something or Susan Sarandon wins something. I mean, you know? he's next level now. I always liked oh, him. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he won an Oscar years ago, but he, he didn't. Or he, didn't he got win. nominated. He got sorry, nominated, nominated for Gladiator, for, which is well, still. No, I, thought a dude. Won, I thought he won for Walk the Line. Uh, I don't think he won. Maybe it was recently. Or it could have been. A Golden it might have been the Golden Globe that he won. For, okay, so you have to check it which, out. Which I don't think he's won. An which Oscar would yet. most of that stuff being nominated for an Oscar and winning Golden Globe is stuff that make people's careers, but he still was kind of languishing in that. Yeah. Like, I don't know. Yeah. That weird stunt he pulled with trying to be a rapper. That wasn't well, a that stunt. Was all that was that Casey's was, movie. Yeah. Uh, I know, I know. But And he just fell into the role, and that was part of it, for him to go out and do those interviews <laughs> pretending to be that way. So yeah. that was always part of that movie. Yeah, it was uh, uh, Reese Witherspoon won for Best Actress, and he was nominated. Yeah, and he was nominated actor, for Supporting Actor. He was nominated for Gladiator. So this is the guarantee. And I was telling my, my girl and... Uh, I was like, there's only there's like five guarantees I can give you with the Oscars. If there is a Vegas out there, there is a Vegas out there. Uh, that oh, yeah. You can bet that on will, anything. That will bet on. I'm telling you, Joaquin Phoenix is obviously a lock, and uh, uh, some of the other locks. You think he is? Uh, you know, uh, yeah, the, without a doubt. There's there's no way anyone else well, can come close. Look at the look at the list. It's it's not even close. Remember this moment. Yeah. yeah well, see, so to mm. me, like I. I'm a little bit conspiracy theorist, yeah. and I feel like because, and I feel like what he's saying is absolutely yeah. needs to be said and is appropriate to say. But I almost am starting to think like they don't necessarily want him on the Oscars stage, deciding like, okay, here's yeah. my big rant. They like, know that that's going to happen, but if you look at the other people, there's no one even close to him. It's, yeah, it's not even close. Yeah. Uh, it, a couple of the other locks, in my opinion, uh, Bong Joon Ho will uh, his uh, Parasite will definitely win for foreign. for foreign film yeah. without a doubt. My, and what is about it, best director? Uh, there's a very good chance he could win for best director. <laughs> uh-huh. uh, but it's not as much of a lock as the the foreign films. There's a chance that that movie could win Best Picture, but I think 1917 will probably edge it out and win for Best Picture, mm. uh, in which both of those deserve it. I, I was telling Dave, I said, Parasite's probably one of the best thrillers I've seen in the last five to ten years, uh, and I would love to see it. I can't remember the last time a Best Foreign Film won also Best Picture. Oh, wow. That would be Has great it? to see it. Yeah, probably. Has it not, not. happened? Has it know. ever happened? Yeah. I don't think so. I can't uh, think of So, one. Best Foreign Film for that, Joaquim... Uh, I mean, unless you consider British films, you can uh, you can take it to the bank that Hilder uh, uh, got a daughter. Is uh, I learned. I'm sure you killed that. No, no, I I I actually uh, learned it over the week because I wanted to. She's Icelandic. Uh, Hilder got a daughter is her name. So like she's got a daughter. uh, I rewatched Joker this week, and if you listen to that score, she does the whole score with the electric cello. Oh, and wow. It's, it's amazing to hear uh, her do it. And I, I can't even name another female uh, composer, yeah. let alone one that's one. So I, I, I'm pretty sure she's going to win with that. Cinematographer, you could take it to the bank that it's going to be our guy, the, the Coen Brothers guy. What's his name? Deacon. <sighs> Deacons. Roger Deacons is going to win because if you, if you watch... Uh, 1917 as he won before like, blows your mind i don't think so. oh yeah he won that last uh a couple of years ago he won was his first time he okay. uh, won uh so that's going to be a lock and other than that i think it's kind of up in the air who's going to win for the other ones and everything but i'm, I'm excited uh to see all these different people you've seen win. most i've seen most of the best picture I, ones. i've seen a good chunk of them i only got to see like half of jojo rabbit and i love the half i saw i i thought it was so amazing you loved so, it so much he turned it off right in the middle <laughs> goddamn airplanes that's that's the problem man i i that's, realized i had certain amount of time yeah. I, because i watched parasite on my first flight coming back from uh colorado i was like it's a guarantee i need to watch parasite yeah, because i, I hear really you. good uh, things no i just had uh, uh ran out of time 
Yeah, just random. No, no. Time. I'm saying, did when you watched it, did you Parasite? <laughs> did you have little kids <laughs> no, no, sitting just, next to you? Uh, my wife was next to me, uh, not even noticing what the hell I was watching. Uh, I'm gonna try to make her watch it this week, though. You uh, know, speaking of uh, Oscar-nominated films, hmm. I saw the new Terminator. Did you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Was it bad? Was have it you good? seen it at all? No, I okay, seen I couldn't the remember. Dark Fate. No. It. Do, it's, I mean, it's a Terminator movie. It's, <laughs> it's good up until a point, really? and then it's disappointing, and then it gets good again. Okay. Um, because, like, you're wondering, like, okay, what's what's really going on here? Yeah. Like, we need some type of explanation. And, like, when they give the explanation, it was like, okay. really? <laughs> Come on, man. And so then you're just kind of, like, let down for, like, yeah. five minutes, and then all of a sudden the movie just, like, picks back up, and it's, like, a Terminator film again. Right. But, like... How ugh. much How much was Arnold in it? Um, at least half. Oh, nice. Um, I didn't think it, he was going to be in that much. His role is interesting in how they did the concept, yeah. but like, I don't know, man, like the, you have to like the Terminator franchise in order to be able to like enjoy this, should but they like, like uh, leave it alone for a little while. Now, they should leave think? it alone forever. Um, <laughs> forever. Um, Cause I saw that it was available on Redbox, yeah. and uh, I was like, Oh, I'll eventually rent it. On I, yeah. I, I got it on iTunes. Just yeah. to, don't do it. You know, uh, if, this Tuesday, Doctor Sleep came out, so I I, I absolutely re- recommend yeah, Doctor Sleep. I might to check people. that out tomorrow. Yeah, definitely check it out because it was amazing. I was very impressed with it, and I I'm definitely gonna buy it uh, when it comes out. Nice. I still am Who waiting the for star? Rambo to uh, Doctor Sleep. Ewan McGregor. Ewan McGregor. Yeah. Who really are the character good. actors? In there? <laughs> 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 Justin's job. <laughs> uh, yeah, there was some good character actors in that movie too. That Rebecca Ferguson from the uh, from the Mission Impossible films was. Oh, incredible. Nice. On that she was great as that uh, that kind of villain in that movie. She was really good, and the uh, Native American guy from Fargo and from Bone Tomahawk uh, was really really great in that flick. I'm and uh, sure. the guy who played Lurch um, in the old, uh, not the old old, but the, uh, the Raul Julia Adams family, yeah. he was really good as one of the guys who was like sucking up the shining out of these little kids. That was fantastic. Definitely check that out. I'm still waiting for uh, Rambo to drop in price. Right now it's still seven ninety nine, and I was like, really? ah. I was like, I know it. I said I'll buy it. And it will be Can you remember when, next Remember week? when seven ninety nine used to be the discount bin? Yeah, I know. Yeah. Movies in. I would kill for seven ninety nine movies. I remember you paying fifty bucks for a couple of DVDs oh, yeah. at one time. There, there was a, Dad paid eighty. For, he paid eighty uh, for the worst Star Trek movie yeah. ever to buy for me. I paid thirty two <laughs> for Hotel Artemis. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so and I had unbeknownst just, to me. <laughs> well, I just paid twenty five, twenty nine for uh, Creepshow. Uh, this yeah, had, but that's that, a limited edition. Yeah, there was a really yeah. great collector set that came with a book in this uh, commentary, and the oh, it's like four commentaries on it, and there's like six, and most of the creep shows they had been nothing, no special features on it ever on all these discs that have come out over the years. That's just remember shame. the the one that we had on DVD for the longest time was like that snap case one that you're lucky it even had it in widescreen. Mm-hmm. So like two days ago, I yeah. uh, or yesterday I watched. Um, I watched probably three hours of special features and uh, all this great uh, stuff with Tommy Atkins and uh, uh, Tom Savini talking about all the different segments and everything. I was like, oh, it's so great. Was it the same director? George Romero. Each segment, though? Uh, yeah, he did all four, okay. uh, all five of them, which is weird because, you know, a lot of times nowadays they, they want to get a different director to do yeah. each segment. So, so, yeah, it was like all George Romero in there. And I just happened to watch it on his, his like, what would have been his 80th birthday because I'm on Twitter and, I'm, like, everyone's sharing all this George Romero stuff. And I was like, oh, shit, see, I'm topical and shit right. watching all that. Uh, I was telling Dave before we got here that uh, before we get to the character actors, I was uh, there was nothing on TV and they were playing, like, uh, they were, like, 20 minutes in the back 
Back to the Future, and I was like, I was like, I'm putting Back to the Future on. <laughs> and then I went to sleep and not realizing they were playing all of them. I went to sleep and my wife, uh, I was like, I put number two on when she got up, and I was like, I want to start. She's like, Oh, I watched it last night. I was like, You watched the fucking what? movie when I went to sleep, and it was she's like, once yeah, a year, uh, yeah, right. And she's, uh, I was like, Well, I'll jump four and I'll play number three. And she's like, There's a third one. And I was like, Oh my god, yeah. <laughs> so I put the third one on. It was so interesting watching it with somebody who had never, never seen, seen it before. It, yeah. And they were like, Wait, they saved her life. They can't call that Clayton Ravine anymore. Yeah. And I was like, This is awesome. Yeah. I said, You should watch these with me all the time. I know, right? We could have such yeah. a great time together. Uh, <laughs> So yeah, we I just rewatched it because the, in a couple weeks we're gonna do a, a director's pod and we're gonna do Zemeckis. Uh, so the, uh, his movies will be kind of uh, forefront. Although obviously those three Back to the Futures are big, but yeah, this week this week we're gonna do and this is our uh, fifth character actor pod, and it's amazing that it's still really easy to find these character actors, uh, really great ones too that we've kind of grown up with. So we've got fifteen great character actors here. Uh, you doing that search now for who's got the most? Uh, who's yeah. got the most? And, and who's I'm, got the least? I'm very excited for who has the most. Okay, let me look here and. See <laughs> who, who, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I bet I, you are. Dave's already practicing. Dave's already practicing his voice. <laughs> Eight fucking hours later, Robert Loja. I'm just saying he couldn't help himself. Couldn't help himself. I needed that. <laughs> so yeah, so we've got 15 great character actors, and in like two weeks we're gonna do the character actresses. But right now this is the uh, the character actors. And uh, if you go to our Facebook page, Fascinated with Films, you can check out all 15 of their photos on there that we posted earlier in the week. Which I will be uh, doing as we go through the <laughs> Yeah, because uh, for a lot of people, and Justin included, you know, they, uh, it, sometimes it takes that kind of trigger of seeing their faces when you're like, all right, yeah, I know this guy. Yeah. I, I've been watching this guy since I was five years old. And there's a lot of them on here. Uh, there's one of them on here that Dave always confuses for the uh, for a different person. So I'm glad that we got him on here. Uh, Straighten it out once for all. Once and for all, yeah. <laughs> he is not Frank Pesh. <laughs> they uh, they could they look like cousins though. They do, and they do similar stuff. So I can totally understand why you confuse them with them. They could be cousins. Uh, but yeah, I, th- I say we start right off, man, and that that top one on the list, which is arguably I-, I loved him in all these movies, but everyone knows him as a TV character. Yeah, uh, everyone knows him as Red Foreman, you know, and yeah. that's the great Kirkwood Smith, who not until later in life did I realize that he was like a California guy that is always wearing like Hawaiian shirts and shorts. And he's, a, he's a big surfing like guy. He's a huge surfer. Apparently, that he would take breaks between movie sets and everything. And well, he lives and in everything. the right spot. Yeah, yeah right. in California and everything. And but we always knew him as that fucking <laughs> scumbag. One of my favorite villains of all. Yeah, time. that's oh, where yeah. I go instantly. Yeah, I, and I don't think so much of the TV show because I never I watched some of it, but not much. Yeah. But every yeah. time I see his face, all I hear is him grabbing that guy saying, "You burnt the fucking money." Yeah. <laughs> And I just paid forty dollars for it. You burnt uh, the money. Uh, I just paid forty dollars <laughs> for the for the RoboCop uh, box set, and uh, it's that not. It awesome doesn't even though, include two and three. It just includes like a mega set of number uh, one. Yeah, I showed. They're Justin waiting to hook you in next cards. year when yeah. they come out with the second one. Well, I got mine. I don't need it. They can come out with whatever they want. <laughs> I say that, but maybe I will. <laughs> I might re up on it, but it would be hard to beat because it has like all these great stuff in it and everything. So yeah, I guess that's what everyone thinks of when you think of it i mean all these movies we have like like i said i have a list here of 15 guys and each of these guys have like 12 to 15 movies underneath their name 
and everything. And those first, those after staying alive, those next movies, I I always, I always remember him from the, yeah. his roles from them. So yeah, let's talk about a couple of his movies. And I don't remember him staying alive because I don't remember staying alive. I I remember Saturday Night Fever more than I do Saturday Night uh, Staying Alive. They were a sequel. It was a sequel. It's a sequel to it. And one of them, I can't remember. One of them is where the one 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 of the guys kills himself. And I remember watching it when I was younger uh, and being like shocked that uh, one of the guys commits suicide. I think he jumped off the bridge or something. So that either happened in Saturday Night Fever or Staying Alive. I can't remember. Never seen uh, it. Uh, do you remember where he was in Rambo 3? I don't. I yeah. mean, the only thing I can think of is like, I, I don't know, he, like he was a he, prisoner maybe? I would I would imagine him playing a general or something. That's got him written all over it yeah. because he has that really great ability to, and that's what made him a good villain in my opinion, and he had that fierce kind of look and that kind of delivery and everything. When I think him in uh, Dead Poet Society as the asshole dad who like really kind of dr- drove his kid to kill himself. Remember when he found his kid mm-hmm. dead and he like freaked out and he's like, oh my god my boy my boy he shot himself oh, in his yeah, head. yeah in his study. Study. it was really big i loved him play no one does that to mrs russ crane yeah <laughs> <Big change. laughs> playing Mr. he was he was playing the big guy he was the, the big boss that they the big are, boss that at got the framed end. for yeah for doing the bank job and you don't realize it at the end remember he's he's in line and when bill murray's trying to cut in line and uh he says get in line with the rest of us and everything he was so good so it looks like he was probably one of the guys trying to talk rambo into gotcha. coming back gotcha yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. come on rambo we need you we need you rambo <laughs> he, he hears that every four yeah. years <laughs> uh oscar another movie that he, did, he was he was great he was the cop they yeah. were listening in on the conversation yeah. remember he he like uh like was posing for the photos at the end when he uh remember when they ran into the mobsters in the street at the end and oh, he yeah. just kind of stood in front of the car and took all the photos and everything i loved him in that i loved him in uh oh shit hitting the mic yeah. sorry i loved him in star trek 6 the undiscovered country he played a klingon he was full Did makeup he? full makeup and everything hmm. he had the uh he was the one that was going to uh get assassinated at the end, right yep. There. yep, he was one of the that, high that guys. That really doesn't look like him at all to me. Yeah, uh, they had to save him from being assassinated at the very end. They kind of jumped in to save him. It was Looks really like cool. Joel Schumacher from uh, Joel Schumacher. Not Joel. <laughs> it's like Joel Schumacher, the director. No, the guy from Remo Williams. Uh, the guy from Remo Williams. Oh, you're talking Joel Gray. Joel Gray. Yeah, yeah, he does kind of look Joel Grayish <laughs> in there. Yeah, he was great in that. I loved him in Fortress. In Fortress, which is one movie that no one remembers but me. It's the great Stuart Gordon directed it. That's the one with Christopher Lambert where they put him in that futuristic prison and they put the uh, the the device in his stomach and that they would activate and uh, they would like, like intest- they called it the intesticider or like something Whitlock. like that. And they would build- yeah. yeah, very uh, similar to Gridlock. Uh, but they uh, he played the um, what was it? Uh, the guy who runs the prison. Warden. The warden, yeah. And uh, he you didn't realize until halfway through it that he's like a kind of uh, almost an alien. And then he would plug himself up to this shit and uh, the, he was evil too. He took Christopher Lambert's wife out of like her cell and made him her like assistant slash concubine type of thing. And they had to kill Kirkwood Smith on it and everything. I loved uh, – and this is another movie that probably no one has seen besides me and Dave uh, by the great uh, David Lynch's daughter uh, is Boxing she Helena. Did that movie? Boxing mm-hmm. Helena, man. What a weird – try you, to explain that once movie Once you to realize what, uh, that she's a director, how much sense does that oh, make? Oh, it makes great sense. <laughs> Why don't you – do you remember enough to tell people what Boxing Helena is about? I, I can't if you can't, but so. Go ahead. All <laughs> right, so Boxing Helena, and I recommend it if you find it. missing just limb. snatch it up uh, big time. So Julian Sands, who most people know as the Warlock 
uh, he played the yeah, role. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was also an arachnophobia, right? So he was arachnophobia, yeah. He was a surgeon that was obsessed with Sherilyn Finn, which also makes sense why she's in this movie, yeah. because she was famous from Twin Peaks. He was obsessed with her, and uh, she, he... Uh, she wouldn't. Uh, she wouldn't want anything to do with him. She went over to his house one day and told him, "I don't want anything to do with you. Leave me alone. Uh, I'm going. I'm leaving the country." And she walks into the street and gets hit by a car. Oh fuck! And then he grabs her, brings her inside the house, and she uh, and he's gonna uh, fix her up because she's really fucked up. And when she wakes up, she has no arms and legs. The fuck! It's hard to run and away. He, and he keeps her on. He he literally keeps her on the kitchen table or the dining room table or on the mantel. Brushes her hair, feeds her, and oh my uh, God. and then he, uh, Kirkwood Smith is one of the guys That's that kind of shown up. My fucking boy. <laughs> oh man, it was dark. Um, <laughs> and Bill Paxton and it was, was written, in it too. And it was directed by a woman. Oh, uh, Bill Paxton played uh, Charlton Finn's like boyfriend that was showing up at the house, wondering where the fuck she was, and then when he busted in the door, and she's like. Uh, I mean, she's she's laying quadru- there. Yeah, what would you even call that? An amputee, I mean, quad amputee. She's like a bust. You know, she's like literally one of those like Greek busts. Oh my god! And that she talks to him and everything. And Kirkwood Smith plays the detective that's trying to get in the house and f- freaks out when she sees what's going on in there. It was really fucked up. Yeah, it is. Uh, yeah, it was really weird. Uh, <laughs> Watch that with Plague Dog back yeah. then. <laughs> yeah. uh, it was it was really unique. I, I actually liked Bacchelian. Uh, <laughs> I, I liked it at the time. Uh, the Crush. I'm pretty sure he played. Is that the Marky Mark one? No, it's the one with uh, Alicia Silverstone. And You're Marky thinking Mark. of Fear. Oh yeah, fear. yeah, okay. yeah. Crush the, was. She has the crush on the teacher. Yeah, yeah. Who lived next door, and he oh, was. Yeah. I think he was her dad in that, or it was the, the dad's he was friend. The dad's. Uh, yeah, I think he was the dad in that. To die for, I'm not sure who he was. He was a. There's a couple uh, on this list, and I'll just run through them. Uh, to die for, he was in. He was also in Under Siege Two, which I don't remember. Under Siege, Under Siege Two. Two. That's a train one. But I don't remember that it as first much. First one was the, great. First one was yeah, awesome. Absolutely. I love if that. If you don't one. like Steven Seagal, you'll like that movie. Busey was I don't like Steven too. Seagal, and this is it. There's like five Steven Seagal movies that I will always watch. Yeah, but man. that one that one was, was a great movie. That was like a actually really good. Yeah, that movie. one transcended even uh, Steven Seagal because it had you had the great what, Tommy, Tommy Lee Jones, Jones as the bad guy. I'm not sure who Gary the bad Busey, guy was in Gary uh, Siege Two. Was he? In, I thought he was in one. Yeah, that's in one. We're talking about I'm talking one. about one. We should be talking about uh, two. We but. should be talking about two. <laughs> I'm not sure. <laughs> two was the, what, Dark Territory, I yeah, think? Yeah, Dark Territory. Yeah. And uh, I'm not sure. I knew it was the train one, and it was not It was a little subpar to the first one. A lot subpar. I'm guessing it's either Everett McGill was the bad guy that makes or sense. Eric Bogosian. <laughs> Those guys obviously. <laughs> they were the probably guys. both the bad guys. Man, Eric Bogosian, yeah. man. Uh, un- He's un- uncut gems, man. Wonderland. What? And Uncut Gems. Yeah. Uh, I can't believe that's still not out yet. I picked him out at the theater, didn't I? Yeah. Well, I knew he was going to be in it. You, oh, you were okay. you were like, is that Eric Bogrosi? And I was like, yeah, man. Uh, I didn't know. He was, was in the trailer. Uh, so I, oh. I knew he was going to be in it. Also, this dude, Patrick Kilpatrick. Oh, he's awesome. That's yeah. the guy from Remo with the yeah. Tiffany Tooth. He's he's oh, yeah. always the that's bad guy. That's two yeah. Remo Williams Yeah, he, he had like show. a... Dale, Dale Die. He had a great... That's my boy. They put a... Uh, <laughs> in Remo Williams, he had a diamond tooth. In Remo Williams... 
took his face and shoved it up against the window and ripped it. Yeah, he had to, remember he had to, to get, get out, out of that, of that, hy- uh, that hyperbolic that chamber. Yeah, it was really cool. Yeah, there's one where he uh, plays a substitute teacher and he turns into a robot. I think it's class of '99. Oh, and, interesting. And he like has a rocket launcher for an arm. He's a he's a big motherfucker, man. No, that he's guy. huge. I don't know whatever happened to him. Um, he was in Last Man Standing too, the uh, the Bruce Willis mm-hmm. one. He, really, he good. might be on the next character actor pod. He could be. Find out yeah, back in the that. day, but he disappeared for a while there. So I don't know what he's been up to. He was in a lot of good stuff. Yeah. Was a Minority Report, The Presidio. Yeah, I'm looking at your list There's here. There's Remo Williams. Was that Terminator? No, it's oh, the Zombinator. The Zombinator. So you know that's a toxic or a good one. <laughs> the, the Toxic Avenger, he was in that too. Uh, a couple more movies for Kirk with uh, Broken Arrow, which I haven't seen forever. That was that crappy-ass fucking uh, Travolta. Travolta movie. Yeah. Please do not shoot at the nuclear weapon. Yeah. That was the one with Howie Long. <laughs> yeah, the <that's laughs> yeah. NFL players. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and uh, Christian Slater, he was yep. a great Christian Slater, and uh, Girl Interrupted. Now, Girl Interrupted, I can't remember if Kirkwood played one of the doctors or he played one of the fathers to one of the girls. Mm. I can't remember, and I haven't seen Girl Interrupted in a long time. But Kirkwood Smith, yeah, he, he really kind of reinvented himself as Red Foreman, uh, and that happens with a lot of those great character actors. You know, they star in movies for years and years and years because all these movies that we just listed came out before that '70s show. Yeah. Uh, so he was to to us at least he was always he kind dead. of a superstar. No, he's alive. Uh, Dave's always trying to kill him. I, yeah. I'll no, point I out, asked. I asked this I time. I didn't say. He, I'll point he's out. Dead. He's dead. I didn't say he's dead, isn't he? <laughs> no. Nope. Our next guy's dead. Kirkwood had 155 uh, flicks, and that these numbers include TV credits too. I probably should just be including the uh, the movie credits, but uh, I'll give him credit for all give the him stuff for they've done. His whole body. I mean, work. they've acted. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, Kirkwood Smith, he, he's always he's very recognizable, but he'll always be known for most people as Wright Foreman. And uh, rightfully so. I mean, he's oh, yeah. he, he's a How he many great seasons dumbass. Oh, man, he was so great. How in many that seasons show. of that show? Uh, like seven. Six were good. Uh, <laughs> That's usually how it goes. For me, he'll always be Clarence Bodiger. Yeah. yeah he's really great. All right, this next guy, and this next guy, he is dead, and he died way too young, and he was such a great, great actor, and a lot of people know him, and I'm always interested in what people know him from, because he's got a lot of movies under his belt, very recognizable movies for him is the uh, the fabulous Bruno Kirby, mm. 69 flicks, uh, how about you, Justin, what do you think of when you think Bruno Kirby? Straight to City Slickers. City Slickers, yeah. that's that's the mustache Bruno Kirby, because yeah. I remember a lot without that mustache, he had it in a lot of his flicks, how about you, Dave, what do you uh, remember him? I mean, Godfather 2. Yeah, I liked Godfather he played young, two better than he, Godfather. He played young Clemenza. He, he was young Clemenza, and in, yep. in all the scenes with him, he was thick too. They, I don't know if they bulked him up. They, uh, he probably gained weight for the role too because Clemenza from the first one was a big dude. He was the one making the sauce and getting the gun for Michael. I mean, he was the original Clemenza must have been two hundred and sixty, two hundred and seventy-five pounds. Oh wow! So Bruno Kirby playing him almost unrecognizable, but he had all his scenes with Robert De Niro. He was just played young Robert De Niro's best friend. So huh. uh, I always think of him, I, I tend to go to Good Morning Vietnam. Uh, oh, oh, yeah. yeah. Frenchy. Uh, Frenchy. Frenchy. You're yeah. not funny. <laughs> you yeah. think you're funny, but you're not. Yeah. Uh, also, The Freshman. The Freshman. Have you been to Plymouth? Uh, Palermo? Then you cannot make an afford to So great, man, man, man. Uh, but all these flicks here, we just, me and Dave mm-hmm. just watched him in uh, Where the Buffalo Roam playing uh, Hunter S. Thompson's kind of uh, editor who's trying to wrangle yeah, him and yeah. try to get him to come back and do the story and everything. And Donnie Brasco. Donnie Brasco, so yeah, good. When they killed him, him in, in the that. basement, he, oh. he was the one that. Remember, he saw him at the hotel 
he was doing his own coke deal on the side. That's yep. what ended up getting him killed. Okay. But he was like helping him organize some that shit scene down was there. Th- that was a tough scene, man. It was a tough really scene because they had just killed three people yep. and they were cleaning up. Mm-hmm. They were chopping and then, them up. They were, they were going to like hacksaw the bodies. Oh, and wow. he was like in mid conversation with yeah. his back turn and, and uh, Al Pacino uh, shot him in the back of the head. And no uh, Al, uh, Johnny Depp didn't see that one coming along with the audience, too. Wow. Uh, and then they just chopped him up along with everybody else. I mean, there's worse ways to go. Yeah. You kind of just wouldn't even know what happened. It would be yeah. like someone hit you in the two by four, yeah, but just, you wouldn't have enough lights, time to even yeah, realize. Lights it. would just go out. Uh, a couple other flicks. I I loved him in uh, Hoffa. Hoffa uh, was always a really great one. Uh, this is Spinal Tap. He was in. He did have a small small role in This is Spinal Tap. Do you guys remember Tin Men? That was the one with uh, Richard Dreyfus and uh, I want to say Danny DeVito. Richard Dreyfus and Danny DeVito. It sounds familiar. Uh, what was it about? I haven't seen it in a long time. I, I, I couldn't even speak for it to, to what it was. Here. You, you know, a lot of people uh, probably remember him a lot from When Harry Met Sally. I mean, he played uh, Billy Crystal's like best friend in that movie, and he was in the whole flick. They were door-to-door aluminum siding yeah. salesmen. Yeah, it was very strange. <laughs> it sounds tin riveting. It's a, it's it a, sounds riveting. It's a great title for that, though, you yeah. know? Yeah. They're the Tin Men. Uh, so obviously, good morning. <laughs> Sounds like Vietnam. they tricked a bunch of people into watching it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, We're No Angels. I love We're No Angels, man. I haven't seen that in forever. Uh, God, either. so great. It, That's though. the one with uh, Sean Penn and Robert De Niro escape from like. And they death have to get row. across that bridge. They, all well, they have they, to do is get across the bridge to Canada, but <laughs> yeah. they have to. Very similar to like Sister Act. Yeah. Uh, I think this was pre Sister Act. Yeah, or around they the same hit time. out. In the... They hit out in the monastery. And uh, John C. Riley, one of his first flicks was uh, this. Demi Moore was great in this. And uh, uh, Bruno Kirby played one of the. Uh, uh, one of the monks too and he was really fabulous in it yeah like we said the freshman he was great in City Slickers definitely like you said I mean that was very recognizable for for him Uh, was he in the second one I don't think he was I think he was Curly's Gold Curly's Gold the legend of Curly's Gold the great Daniel Stern uh Billy Crystal and that was Bruno a big Kirby. movie when it came oh, out. It was huge. Oh, dude, I love that movie, yeah. man. That's... I saw it in the theater and it was uh, completely sold Hello. out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Norman. Hello, <laughs> <laughs> completely sold out theater when I saw it in the uh, in the theater, uh, and it was uh, it was it was fabulous. It was a really great one. Uh, Basketball Diaries. He was in. I'm not sure who. He, I wonder if he played somebody's dad in that. He must have, or he could have played like one of the teachers for them. Do you guys remember Basketball that's Diaries? That's Leonardo. DiCaprio. That's the Leo one with Mark Wahlberg. Oh, it was dark. Yeah, I, it was and that's dark. why I, I yeah. just don't watch those. That's movies. right. You don't like drugs. They were like yeah. doing heroin. Yeah. yeah, it was the real story about James Carroll, who uh, was a famous writer and uh, poet, and uh, kind of the hell that he went through when he was younger, and he was like addicted to heroin. With don't do friends. heroin in high school. Yeah, yeah. Don't do heroin. Wait, wait till college. Yeah. <laughs> It's a time and a place for everything, and it's called college. <laughs> it was also in Sleepers, too, which was a great movie that I haven't seen in a long time, but that was also a dark Robert subject Patrick. matter. Jason Patrick. Uh, Jason Patrick, Robert De Niro, Kevin Bacon. Kevin Bacon was a really difficult role for him. He played the... Uh, the they molested a couple kids, right? Is that what it was? And then through the whole movie, they were trying to get revenge on the uh, on him for doing it, and they had the whole trial and everything. Yeah, Sleepers was a, uh, a difficult movie to watch, but it was really, really well done. 
Yeah, we lost Bruno Kirby really young, man. I don't know what, how old he was when he died, but uh, he still had a lot of good movies left in him. It's probably a good uh, time to mention the great uh, Kurt Douglas. Oh, yeah. You know? I saw that. Uh, everyone hopes I mean, it's that hard to, 103, it's hard to man. Get, be sad about it. I cannot rem- I cannot even name another actor that, has made, lived, that made it to 103. Well, yeah. I think... Uh, Betty White's almost there. Uh, yeah, She's like 98, 99, something like that. I remember... Uh, she's definitely not... George Burns was like 99 or 100. I can't remember he when he uh, no. died. Yeah, but 103 for Kurt Douglas. I mean, we thought he was out when he had that stroke, and he lasted yeah. another 10 years, yeah. man. And he was still doing interviews and stuff. And uh, I'm my cousin and me were huge, uh, similar to you and me, are huge tough guy fans. Yeah, me and my cousin are huge greedy fans. Oh, and oh, that, oh yeah. see that that, movie that final again. scene in Greedy. We're not gonna mention it, but that final scene with him and uh, the final shot with him and Greedy just makes it for me so much. Yeah. I might have to watch that this week. I own it. It's a difficult movie to find, but uh, I might have to watch that to honor Kurt uh, Douglas this I, week. I saw a meme the other day that said like, you know, Betty White was born in like, I, and I'm making this up, like 1920 or yeah. something like that. And that sliced bread was invited and <laughs> invented in like 1923. Yeah. And it goes, so actually Actually, the best thing since, uh, or Betty White is the best thing since before sliced bread. Like, it was really funny. Uh, yeah, so that's Bruno Kirby, man. Uh, 69 flicks under his belt. All right, this next guy, and uh, a, lo- a lot of people don't recognize this guy until you, uh, I mean, or recognize his name until you see his face, and there's a lot of flicks that people immediately go to. And uh, Dave and I have uh, probably a similar one that we always, in a similar line that we always say when we think Paul Dooley. Uh, and that, so that's the great Paul, Paul Dooley, 205 flicks. And what's the, what's the line? Refund. 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 <laughs> I'd uh, only do that because dad used to do yeah, that oh, all the time. It was great. The, but that was a great movie. Uh, Breaking up. Away. I love Breaking Away. Nobody's Breaking Away is movie. one of my, it's probably on my top 15 movies. such a simple movie. It really is. It, it's one. It's probably on my top fifty movies of all time, and people don't think of Breaking Away. But when you rewatch that movie, it is a fucking fabulous ass movie. Do you remember? Have you ever seen Breaking Away? No. Uh, it's the. Uh, it starred uh, Dennis Quaid, uh, the guy from It, uh, who was uh, goofy looking kid. That yeah. The no, like that's the guy from uh, like Kelly from Kelly. Uh, from. Bad News Friday Bears, 13. and he played Freddy Krueger. He played Freddy Krueger in the remake of Freddy Krueger. Uh, he he was really great, but it was about a kid who was obsessed with Daniel uh, Stern too. Daniel Stern, yeah, very young Daniel Stern, and it was about a group of slackers who lived in kind of a rich Small kind of college town, town who were always were, fighting with the rich kind of college students. They and, were townies, yeah, they were townies, and they had like a townies. and Paul Dooley played the dad. <laughs> And his son was obsessed cutters. with they French. They were called the Cutters. Yeah, they were called the Cutters. Because it was a stonemason quarry yep. there. That quarry scenes were great. But uh, he was obsessed with the French bicyclists, and he wanted to become a bicyclist. And his dad was just – his dad was this Italian. blue-collared kind Italian. of Italian guy. No, who, he, he was obsessed with the Italian bikers. Yeah, the Italian bikers. Sorry. Yeah, I remember you. I remember hearing about this, yep. but I've never seen And his seen dad it. owned the used car lot and everything, and his, he just wanted his son to be normal and everything and not be yeah. obsessed with it. And his, his dad came around at the end and was rooting for him. And I, I think most people remember him from 16 Candles. He played Molly Ringwald's dad yep. in 16 Candles. Okay. Really, really great in that. I liked him in Insomnia. He only had a couple of scenes in it, but it was great. Yeah, he played the chief of police in Insomnia. Shakes and the Clown. Out of Town. <laughs> yeah, Shakes the Clown. That Shakes Town's on here. The Out of Towners. I think he played the hotel clerk in Out of Towners, if I'm not uh, correct. Popeye, he played I was just going to say, he, he was 
perfectly cast. Yep. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You wouldn't think of him. To, in, no, but to he was put awesome. in uh, Popeye, but he was really, really great in it. Huh. I'm not sure who he played in Death Wish. He must have played like a cop. I, I yeah. bet he played like a a beat cop. I'm pretty sure he did. Uh, he was also in Slapshot, that uh, Paul Newman hockey movie. Uh, Strange Brew. I loved him in Strange Brew. Technically, Strange Brew might have been the first. That or Breaking Away were the first movies I saw him in. Strange Brew, he played the uh, guy that uh, ran the brewery and kind of was screwing over Rick Moranis and uh, Dave Thomas uh, with Max von Sydow. Remember, they dressed up as the uh, the McKenzie brothers to be on film to set him up for that crime, to get him arrested and everything. I loved him in that. Uh, Flashback is a movie we have not talked about yet that I can't remember him in, but I absolutely love Flashback. That, that was the Dennis Hopper, Kiefer Sullivan one, where Kiefer Sullivan's uh, transporting De- uh, Dennis Hopper on a train, and uh, Dennis Hopper uh, gets this prostitute to like uh, drug Kiefer Sullivan, and they switch identities with him. So when they get to where they're bringing... Uh, Dennis Hopper. Dennis Hopper comes out. He was like a hippie at the beginning of the movie. Long hair uh-huh. and kind of... And, I do remember And then that. he cuts his hair on the train and he yeah. gives Kiefer Sullivan his clothes and he gives them over to the FBI and he's like out of it and everything. He's like, I had to drug him on the train because yeah. he was getting a little unruly. And then they lock Kiefer Sullivan up and he has to convince him that his... Uh, they don't have prisoner. photos in the uh, yeah, in the old dossier yeah, right. for when you transfer prisoners. Well, that was kind of the the thing that he was like a uh, guy that had like he was a revolutionary character from the '60s yeah. that uh, kind of didn't get photographed a lot. And huh. what they called him, I can't remember. That's his a name. weak fix. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was fun. Yeah, he was in Shakes the Clown. I I mm. own Shakes the Clown, but I haven't seen it forever. That's also one of those difficult movies that you have to watch. Just Florence to, Henderson, just to believe she played a dirty ass prostitute in that movie, and Bob I Ken believe Gold. it. Quaid. Yo. Yeah, uh, he was in Mighty Wind. He was also one of the uh, great voices in uh, Cars. He was. Uh, was he, yeah. That's a good question of who he, uh, what uh, character. I he recently voiced. found out that Click and Clack, the Tappet Brothers, the guys that do car, yeah. the, that yeah. talk show, they are the announcers. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. It's awesome. I, think I, had I love heard that too. Yeah, Paul Dooley was always really great, and he's very recognizable. A lot of people have seen him on TV and everything. He just plays that dad, you know, yeah, that like, really candles dad. is probably what embodies him. He was the yeah. cop car. He was a cop car. Yeah. Interesting. He always plays a good guy, you know. In a couple of these movies, he kind of plays a bad guy, but even when he plays a bad guy, he just has that likable, kind of lovable look on his uh, face. So uh, he, was, he was a perfect character actor for that type of stuff. All right, here's your next guy, Dave. <laughs> this is not Frank Pesh, but he Frank looks he, he looks a lot like Frank Pesh, and this is Joe Gravasi. And, okay. and a lot of the ones I remember the the thing I remember Joe Gravasi from more than anything is Brewster's Millions. Yeah, he was he the was photographer, the photographer yeah. right, that, that yeah. hung around, and he couldn't get he and Splash. Yeah, he, he's great. He's got a lot of big movies. Didn't he kind of play the same tabloid type guy in Splash? I think so. That uh, was trying to get a picture. This of guy probably embodies. Uh, character actors more than almost anyone yeah. on this list another one of the big ones that i remember from is presumed innocent he was the one that really thought harrison ford did it he's like you did it you're the guy and mm. uh he really was like adamant that he did it so just to name some of joe gravasi's movies off here and a lot of good ones all those movies on that list are fabulous fucking movies but he a lot of his movies he's he was That's in it funny because these yeah these are all big movies really big movies but he was probably in these movies other than some of the bigger ones like brewster's millions and presumed innocent he's probably been in these movies for like two minutes on screen yeah like who was he in natural born killers a lot of these movies i couldn't even tell you who he was in in 
most Bat- of these Batman movies, forever. I can't tell you who he was in it. Uh, so just to name some of them off, and off is uh, The Deer Hunter, Splash, 1984, Brewster's Millions, Bad Medicine. Do you remember Bad Medicine? Mm-mm. Is that that Steve Gutenberg one? It's that <laughs> 80s Steve Gutenberg one. I remember the uh, the, a- the VHS cover is where he's uh, he's standing in front of the x-ray machine and the uh, – like, part of his body you could see the skeleton in the top of him and he's got like a basketball next to him he was a bank guard in batman forever nice see that is the great character actor yeah. man when you could throw those guys bank in there jobs come back yeah yeah you know, loan officer or yeah. any of these guys, somebody's stuff. gotta play that dude yeah you gotta he, be believable so he was in fx i love fx man yeah uh, that was a good one yeah we don't talk about that much uh I, I go back and forth of which one i like better fx or fx2 because they're what's both the really one great. he had the the clown too that he would use the yeah. robotics that to was move the clown two. around. That was, yeah, was that such a was fun neat. element that they put into that movie, too. Nobody said Brian fucking Dennehy. Yeah, Brian Dennehy <laughs> and Brian Brown, man. Those guys were like, uh, they were like the comedy duo back then. What happened to Brian Brown, man? I haven't seen Brian Brown in forever. Yeah. Patton um, Oswalt, he says that this is a relevant story, too. Patton Oswalt's like, I get invited to these parties, but I hate going because I'm just a fat, dumpy guy that everybody knows as an ancillary person. Yeah. And he's like, so I, I, when I go to these, I'm like, I'm going to have some self-control. God damn, I'm not going to eat the food. And he's like, I haven't. He's no self-control. He's like, and I run into, so I'm all by myself, and I run into Brian Dennehy. And Brian Dennehy's like, oh, man, I love this thing. And, they, and he's like, and then he disappeared. And he's like, all right, my willpower is over. So I hit the buffet because there's a ton of great food. And then Brian Dennehy comes up to me. He's like, Character actors, who gives a shit what we look like? <laughs> you get more roles sometimes if you're kind of that That's guy, great. too, you know? Because everyone needs those types of unique looking guys. And yeah. that's what I love about these guys. Joe Gravasi, if you look up his face, you've, you've seen it before. You just can't yeah. pinpoint where you've seen it. Uh, some of these other movies Moonstruck, uh, Big Business, uh, Naked Gun, Beaches, Hudsucker Proxy, Natural Born Killers. You know what this is? What's that? Oh, yeah. <laughs> For the kids. For the kids. <laughs> Batman Forever uh, Money Train. There's another great one there. Money yeah, Train. Yeah, I was trying to think Money of who Train. he was. Is that Woody that? Harrelson? Yeah. yeah. And uh, what's his name? And that... Uh, uh, that chick, that chick from the Super Bowl halftime show. Oh yeah, that's right. <laughs> J-Lo. 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 You know, I really like the aspect of like the guy who was like. I thought you were going to say I really like J Lo's. <laughs> J Lo's what? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, um, like because in... she is the same age as Wilford Brimley in Cocoon. God, yeah. that's fucking nuts. Yeah. Um, no, because the the like the villain in Money Train. Oh, the asshole um, that killed his wife in real life. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But no, remember there's... Um, the guy from uh, Lost Highway. In the beginning, there's oh, a guy yeah. who is going into the subway. Oh, that's and- uh, the guy from American Beauty. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, the, um, the asshole neighbor, Joe... Uh, what's his name from Adaptation? Cooper? Yeah, Chris, Chris Cooper. Cooper. Oh, Chris okay. Cooper. But he's taking like yeah. the, the fuel or the gas yeah. and like spraying really it crazy. and then like dropping, you know, like oh, the flame. Yeah, yeah, that was a crazy fucking yeah. bad that guy. That was when Chris Cooper was just a character actor himself before he kind of became a big actor and was winning Oscars. Is that just like the that. way it is? You just wait around and then yeah. one day you get yeah. hit? I bet there's some people that never want to go above that, though. It's true. I mean, you like, think Joe Gravasi. Gravasi is a good example. He's never going I mean, he's to do that. He couldn't be a leading movie. man. He's. Yeah. A, he's but. Th- you can't say that someday he won't play somebody's dad that puts in a crazy I mean, I performance said, that gets a best supporting I actor. Yeah. I would have said that. Uh, Whoa! I heard a cat. <laughs> that's, that's, I don't know if that angry. picked up on. Cat. I don't know if that picked up on Mike. Who's the guy? Who's that? God, why can't I remember his name? Pig vomit. Oh, Giamatti. You would never expect him Is to he be on leading. This? I think Giamatti's on this. Yeah. Yeah, Giamatti's oh. on this. Yeah. Yeah. 
So, so hold up on GMI. <laughs> <laughs> Never mind. It, it, it's very interesting because most of these character actors, uh, some of them will get nom- some of them will get Oscar uh, Oscars for best supporting actor, but many of them will not get the best actor uh, Oscar. Right. Uh, but yeah, it's possible. And like you said, a lot of them are just content with coming in and playing that cop or playing that dad or something like yeah. that. And they make a great living out of it. I'm, I'm yeah. sure. I mean, I'd, I'd like to know what like the average salary of somebody like that is. Because I mean, hell, uh, you know, if you're, in, I, I know that there's like, you know, SAG minimums oh, yeah. and yeah. stuff like that. But like, fuck, if you're making, I don't I know. Think it's, uh, yeah, I mean. It's a living. I mean, they're grinding. It's a living, but you also. If you're big enough character actor, you probably get some kind of back end. Oh yeah, well they got residuals too for uh, for whatever it is. I know even minor minor ones. Like I uh, I listened to that Tell Him Steve Day pod I've mentioned a couple times on here, and uh, Brian Johnson and Walt Flanagan, who were also on that comic mm-hmm. Men series, they were on Mallrats and they were on screen for probably thirty seconds, and they say they get like every month they'll get like 12 or 13 dollar checks in the mail that's for, awesome for being just for yeah. airing on like hey, yeah. for a couple of lattes right. at starbucks yeah i know <laughs> so they were like oh that mall rat's money is paying off yeah so i can imagine my like, day job. Yeah. yeah i can imagine like joe gravasi these movies here those are huge movies that play all the time so but he has 125 movies so if you if you're getting checks for all if that? you're getting 13 bucks a movie a month for yeah. 125 movies or even yeah. half of that many hey. movies uh, he's probably getting more money because he's been on screen for a lot more than those guys were so all right this next guy here and uh this guy had 120 flicks and this is a guy uh dave's got an interesting story about this guy and uh i always love raymond j barry man he's another guy that gets completely overlooked and the older he gets it's a great example with these character actors that when you're young you can play you play the principal you play the dad but then when you get older now you're playing somebody's grandfather and everything like that and you can kind of uh kind of parlay your your acting skills into a different type of character which i think is i think is amazing i think if i was ever going to be an actor i think i'd want to be he a plays character intense actor. he plays really intense, well very intense so tell us tell us the story about you watching uh interview with an assassin which is one of his last movies i mean he's still alive but it's one interview of his later with, movies. with an assassin was one of those movies almost like uh, i think you just bought it from like here i just again bought CDs. it from here again on the, off the shelf it built itself as a as a documentary and it looked like a documentary. Yeah. It, it built itself very as a, as a documentary that had gone wrong, and it, it almost like the way that, uh, what's that, that uh, witch movie? Oh, Blair Witch. Blair yeah. Witch. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. tried to put itself off, and it got me. Yeah. Because I didn't know. Well, what was the main premise? The premise was. premise was, he was the shooter on the grassy knoll. Yeah. And oh, wow. he was dying of brain cancer. And this director. And he hired his next door neighbor yeah. to just come over and film some interviews that he was doing. And, and uh, during the interviews, it was revealed, right? I think that's what had happened. Yeah. He's like, wait, who were you? He's like, yeah, I was and on so the grassy knoll. And so he slowly wow. starts to unravel this mystery that answered a bunch of questions that everybody in the... I mean, at the time, I should have said, "Okay, this movie would be a little more popular if it was, if it was really." You about should have them. just called me, and I would have been like, "That's my boy from Year of the Dragon, dude." Yeah. <laughs> it was filmed very indie, yeah. super indie, like handheld. I didn't much like, care for the ending, but all the way, I kind of liked the three ending. fourths of it up until when we saw the di- the director. Yeah, because he wasn't that great of an actor. He uh, wasn't in it too. But I I, I didn't I like the idea that be. he st- suddenly got scared. Like, holy shit! I'm interviewing this guy. I realize who he yeah. is now, and now he started my getting life paranoid. Like, look 
looking out his windows uh, and shit like that. Uh, but before that, all the way up to it, where he was just doing the interviews and everything, powerful, real yeah. powerful mm-hmm. stuff, man. Uh, like I said, You're the Dragon. You're the Dragon's on my top ten uh, movies of all time. I love You're the Dragon. The great Michael Cimio, uh and he played uh, Mickey Rourke's best friend, and they were both kind of in love. They both grew up together, and uh, Mickey Rourke married this one woman that uh, that Raymond J. Barry had feelings for, not like, I guess somewhat romantic feelings, but it was like he just cared for her, and they were like always friends uh, together growing up. And uh, there's a great scene where they, uh, where the killers came in and shot uh, Mickey Rourke's wife and there's an awesome scene where uh, the shooting happens at the house and you get to see Raymond J. Barry is running down the street with his shotgun like towards the house because he lived down on the same street and when he heard that someone had come after Mickey Rourke's wife he just booked it down the street with the shotgun and that's what I think of when I think of uh, Year of the Dragon is just him running down the street in his boxer shorts with the shotgun was, um, was he the racist gun shop owner in falling down? No, that's the guy from uh, Twenty One Jump Street, uh, or the guy never got out of the boat. That's right. That's right. That's right. That's right. Who was and, he in falling uh, down? Oh, falling down. He was the uh, he was the arrogant uh, chief of police that couldn't okay. even remember his name. Remember, he couldn't remember that uh, uh, Robert Duvall's kid had died. He's like, oh, oh, those guys didn't update my list. I'm sorry to hear about yeah. that. He just played that tough kind of uh, ex-military kind of guy because he had that look like he that's why it made him so good in the interview with Assassin because he looked like he was ex-military he, uh, I he bet played, he was ex-military in uh, Born the Fourth of July he played Tom Cruise's dad who just couldn't handle Tom Cruise after he came back from oh, Vietnam wow. and he was which weird enough the mother of Tom Cruise in that movie was the woman from Year of the Dragon uh, that huh. was Mickey Rourke's uh, wife so they had done that together uh, Rapid Fire. I I just wanted it on this list because I haven't yeah. seen it in so long. That's the uh, Brandon Lee Brandon movie. Lee one with yeah. uh, Powers Booth, and uh, it was a really great one back in the day. Uh, cool Runnings. He played the asshole guy that was going opposite John Candy. He was Remember a, John. He was part of John Candy's crew when John Candy fucked up at yeah, the Olympics when he was younger. Right. And he just wouldn't forgive him, uh, and he was kind of going up at the against Olympics. him. I know, right? And uh, now they put weights in the sleds anyways. Yeah. <laughs> he was just ahead of his fucking time. <laughs> you tell them that, yeah. <laughs> I met, this is a quick story, I'm, at one of the parties I went to, I met this French woman who had been on four Olympic teams oh, wow. and did um, synchronized swimming. Oh, nice. Oh, wow. <laughs> Isn't that crazy? Yeah. When they all dance around. Yeah, and, yeah. Beat and my friend Josh, she's like, is that the one where you're upside down kicking your legs all the time? And yeah. she's like, that's the best way to talk. Describe yeah. it. <laughs> <laughs> like Caddyshack, right? Yeah. <laughs> uh, he was in the ref. Uh, I love the ref. He must have been, I think he was one of the cops yeah, he, in ref. That's what I like mainly when I see him, I picture him behind a desk. Yeah. He, he looks like um, a cop, a boss. Yeah. Uh, or chief like, police. Yeah. like Sudden uh, impact. He must have been a cop in that. Uh, yeah. Dead man um, walking. I bet he was. He has a very his military I bet he was in the military carries himself that way I kind of I wish I remembered who he played in the chamber uh, because I kind of think that he was uh, what, the bomber's dad uh, because remember uh, the chamber was that John Grisham one with uh, Gene Hackman mm. when he was on death row and Chris O'Donnell had to come keep visiting him and everything and I think he played uh, uh, Gene Hackman's son who wanted to visit him and it, it, 
it was loosely you could tell that it was loosely based on kind of like the Oklahoma City bombing uh, uh, guy I think Gene Hackman's character had to deal with the bombing and everything and he was on uh, death row for it uh, Training Day I'm not sure who he played in he was, day. One, he of was one of the main cops, cops at the yeah. table cops. Yeah. Remember, he, he really does if you look at him he, he's screaming cop they, yeah, but, he, he, they knew that Denzel Washington yeah. had gone to Vegas one of them come, he, it wasn't his line like we don't talk to dead men yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, exactly because they're like Oh, he's I like, I got a plan yeah, to work yeah. it out. Yeah. He's like, when he was going to kill Scott Glenn, he's telling him the story. Yeah. Yep. But my favorite part of that whole scene is the is the other dude, the one that was in charge of. It's like, yeah, if someone steals a Picasso, he's like, I'm going to kill that guy. And he tells the story about the the criminal going in front of the judge and packing his ass with With chunky peanut butter. butter. He's like, yep. And he licked his fingers. (laughs) Right in front of the staring the judge in the eyes and licked his fingers clean. (laughs) That was a fucking great scene. Uh, He was in uh, Walk Hard. I'm pretty sure he played Dewey Cox's dad. Dad, probably. Which is weird because you don't picture uh, Raymond J. Berry as playing that in that type of flick. But didn't they play that movie serious? And it was just funny because it was serious. Nah, I think it was pretty silly. What uh, do you remember the Dewey Cox story? That seems like that's up your alley. Uh, Thanks. Like, what are you trying to say? <laughs> do you know oh, all it's about a shitty, movie. shitty movies? Yeah, it's a shitty movie. As a matter of fact, <laughs> that's my job here. <laughs> <laughs> no, I let's go to Justin silliness. with the yeah. report. <laughs> yeah, right. What silly movie did you see this week? <laughs> I actually saw a really shitty movie, but we'll go back to that. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I, I'm guessing he's got to be uh, the dad. But yeah, I mean, it was very like. Uh, Almost like a, uh, a it's bio- like walk the line, yeah, but, but like a biopic, but like a spoof comedy. Yeah, I'm pretty yeah. sure it's the same Talladega Nights type uh, director that probably that, that did that. The type Bobby of thing. Ricky story. Now he was in <laughs> Purge. <laughs> he was in the Purge election year. I have never seen a Purge movie. I've seen all of them, but like, I- oh, weird. I, I'll interject here too, uh, real quick. I, it, because it's there's a couple franchises that I have not dipped my toe in yet, which I probably should. <laughs> yeah. And uh, I thought he was going to say his balls. <laughs> in the pickle juice. Yes. <laughs> there ain't no pickle juice here. <laughs> no, in the, in the Purge series seems like something that I probably should have seen that I haven't. But there was another series that, for some reason, my, my girl's been super sick this week. And so a, a lot of... Uh, this week she's gone to sleep at like 6 p.m. and I'm like, well, what the fuck I'm gonna do now? And I, yeah. I said I'll just watch some movies and everything. And I put HBO on and HBO and it's not The Purge, but it reminds me of another set of uh, movies I haven't seen. And I watched both of them. Was the Happy Death Day movies? Oh yeah. Uh, I ha- uh, the first one was awesome. Yeah, the first I one was the first. great. Really? Yeah, it was uh, really. The good. second one wasn't that good. No, it, I, I tried to. It, it was all right. Weeks ago, don't waste yeah. your time. With it, it. No, it wasn't bad. It, I don't think he had it was time. Bad. Yeah, waste. yeah, that's true. <laughs> uh, and, and it wasn't bad, but it wasn't good. I yeah. found myself. Did like, at least have some cool death scenes because oh, all yeah, of yeah, those yeah, movies, yeah. I can like, yeah, I can look past the shitty movie if it there's. The, there's a lot of comedy in that movie and in the first one, but the first one had the perfect amount of comedy. Where yeah. the second one, they just put too much comedy. Yeah. But I did like what they were doing with the time travel. Yeah. The they, they took the time travel to a next level in the no. uh, in the second one, but that first one was very clever. No, it was. You know, and I was like. Uh, and I actually watched it on Groundhog Day, which I, oh, thought, nice. was, I thought it was actually yeah. kind of funny. That, uh, that, because it's very Groundhog the, Day. The Purge. Yeah. Have, yeah. You seen, have you seen many of them? Or? I've seen them all. Oh, really? Um, yeah. Um, but it's like... Are they all worth it? Uh, <laughs> is the first one worth it? The first one is worth it because it's an interesting concept and it's it's pretty decent. And they got high-end actors. I think, what's his name? Uh, uh, Ethan Hawke. Ethan Hawke's yeah. in the first one. Um, I think that they should do that. Yeah, yeah. You walk out of the first one going, you know, that's not a bad idea. Uh, <laughs> you're also the person that walked out of Infinity Wars going, you know, that Thanos guy, <laughs> not so bad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I 
can hang with that guy. Why are you, why are you snapping your fingers, yeah. Justin? <laughs> no reason, Paul. No reason at all. <laughs> yeah, I know what the concept is with the purge, but yeah. they just kind of went ridiculous after I mean, a while. It, I mean, how not, many were there? I think there's like four. Forty-seven. Wow, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, I mean, it's just kind of like the same storyline, and it just it's the same thing over and over and yeah. over again. Um, yeah, they, you know, like Dave was saying, oh, you got to have some good death scenes. Like, yeah, there's yeah. some good death scenes. I, I don't know. It was something that I was willing to like get into and see how far it would go. And so it was almost to me like, I, and I think you like paranormal activity. Yeah, I like. I can't stand them. I think but, the first three, but for some reason, I can't not watch one yeah. when it comes out because I just have this hope that it's going to be good, <laughs> but, and I'm like, I'm going to give you my time and money, and I shouldn't have done that. I, know? I was and super surprised. I was super surprised how much I I liked actually the Paranormal two and three on it, and another series that went way too far that's actually in the news right now that I just watched the trailer. I know you had tagged me in, and I just watched the trailer uh-huh. before I left the house. Uh-huh was the new Saw movie yeah. that Chris Rock is doing with Samuel Jackson, yeah. and it looks good, I'm going to check it out, dude. Yeah, I got to check it out. And they yeah. named it something different. What was it, Spiral? A spiral, Spiral, yeah. It's like he's from... got a certain amount of movies he has to be in every year, so yeah. he's going to turn well, up he, in these movies. Well, he bought the he rights loves, to this. He loves He bought movies. the rights to this in, like... Yeah, Chris Samuel Rock. Jackson did? No, no Chris, Chris Rock. Rock. This is Chris Rock's movies. Yeah. Oh, nice. Yeah. Um, yeah and it's... he's the executive producer on it. He's yeah. the champion of these this franchise now, which is genius. It looks good. Yeah, like you wouldn't it, think it they'd really be able does. to because you think they would have taken that as far as they could take it. Yeah, and they're not showing much in the trailer. Yeah, but they're showing enough where it's interesting, and they got good actors and Samuel yeah. Jackson in it, and the kid from uh, the Facebook movie. It's called name uh, recognition. I mean, they could make a movie. You probably could call it something else. But I mean, it. the thing is, is like they kind of show Chris Rock's character overall, and like he's playing that shit serious. Yeah. Yes, there's a little tiny bit of like you know comedic. Heading, but not you could tell not Chris not Rock much. comedy. No. Not good lord, that's a lot. You know, no, like no. I think you know, he wants this. I think he's going to take this real seriously because yeah. of how much he loves. Like the, the, you remember when he's what Detective Butters in Lethal Weapons? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like a serious Detective Butters. Yeah, yeah. You know, like yeah. And the kid that got the play Butters. <laughs> <laughs> that's me. <laughs> uh, all right, uh, let's move on tell. here. So we, we got a bunch of guys. So. uh Kevin Corrigan. I love Kevin Corrigan. He was in one of my favorite Is that the random guy from Smashing Pumpkins. <laughs> no, no, that's Keith Coogan. No, no, wait, that's the guy from uh, Avengers Babysitter. Yeah, yeah. I don't know who it is. Uh, no. Billy Corgan. Uh, Billy oh, Corgan. There, there you go. Kevin Corrigan, and he was in one of my favorite random sitcoms that basically only me and my wife have heard of. It's called Grounded for Life with Donald Logue. I used to love that, and he played Donald Logue's brother in it, and he was so fucking funny. So funny. Was he on Mad TV? I don't think so. Okay. Yeah. He, he's very recognizable, and he, he's very crisp and Glover-like. He, he kind of is very unique in all the different roles he plays in. A lot of the uh, people, I uh, I always bring him back to Goodfellas. He played he's the brother the who was in the uh, wheelchair in uh, Goodfellas. supposed to stir the yeah, sauce. Yeah, stir, stir the sauce. I'm yeah. stirring it. <laughs> uh, Exodus 3, he played like a, uh, a priest in that movie, and... Uh, True Romance. He was one of the guys that came in at the end with the uh, the Italian mafia guys that busted into the hotel room with all the guns. Remember they called him Mad Dog? <laughs> and he's like, "You ready, Mad Dog?" And he's like, he's like tipping his head back and forth like De Niro. It was really really huh. cool. Uh, I don't know who he was in Bad Boys because I can't remember Bad Boys I that can't well. Remember who he was uh, either? Who was he in Scotland, PA? He was uh, his the what's his name's best friend. I've still haven't seen it. <laughs> 
What a shame. I, what a you're going to be mad at yourself. I know, I know. I own it. When I, you, I finally found it. You're going to be mad at yourself I lost when you watch it, it for the longest like, time. Man, I'll I try to watch it this week. I could have watched this movie yeah. years uh, ago. Yeah, and, there's, there's 100 movies like that. Uh, I was going to say, <laughs> I'm curious to know how many of his movies he actually hasn't seen. Oh, there's a lot. Because I, I sometimes I at the book sale. What do you I'll buy general? like? You're up to, you got to be close to two thousand. No, I'm about eighteen hundred. I'm so I'm closing on the two thousand. Yeah. But yeah, when I do the book sale and I pick up a hundred of them, I, I just I don't even have eighteen hundred dollars. <laughs> like, how do you have eighteen hundred DVDs? Yeah, I really <laughs> need to print out my list and put like stars next to the ones that I have not watched, and yeah. then just use that list as a kind of guide. He to buys movies book. and then realizes he owns them already. I have had that, problem. and then watches them and goes, "That movie was fantastic. I've owned it for." <laughs> Five years, how have I never seen it? Yeah, <laughs> I mean, Scotland PA is like that. I probably owned it for two years and haven't seen it yet. So, uh, but just he played who now in Scotland PA? His his best the, what's his name's best friend James Lagrosse's best friend. Oh, okay. And he was sort of like a hapless. Uh, I mean, the the movie was based on the on a yeah the Shakespeare Shakespeare like, Hamlet is that Roland? Oh, I thought it was Rosencrantz and Guildenstern. No, well, but isn't Rosencrantz? Yeah, that's part of, part, that's of part of Hamlet. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, it, Kevin Corgan is definitely, if you look at him up, you'll definitely recognize him. One of my favorite random movies he was in was Superbad. He was one at the party where Jonah Hill danced with his girl and the girl perioded all over his leg. <laughs> yeah. and, and he got in a fist fight uh, at the uh, friggin' party and everything. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I didn't was, realize he was that in that part. Yeah, like, uh, he was funny. really good in that. So some of these other movies, Bad Boys, Kiss of Death, which I love, Kiss of Death, that's that Nicolas Cage one. Oh, which you, when he couldn't have metal in his yeah, mouth? Yeah, he couldn't have metal in his mouth, and he had yeah. asthma, and he was bench-pressing women He was in that movie. jacked. Oh, he was huge. Movie. Pull up a picture of Nicolas Cage in uh, Kiss the Girls, or not Kiss the Girls, Kiss, uh, Kiss of Death, Death <laughs> and you've never seen him as big. In, like, and he plays that had, character. Like, a thick goatee like, in it, too. The, like Bigby? You're just uncomfortable to be in yeah, the room with him. Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. Which for him to pull it off, that's probably because he's kind of that scene where he, uh, where they dressed in those like yellow slickers and killed Michael. Uh, what the hell's his name? The guy from uh, True Romance. You that, beat him to death. Yeah, he beat him to death. Yeah. they played that uh, House of Pain song and just beat him to death. Yeah, right on I wonder camera. how many people have been beaten to death on that. Listening to that song because that's a <laughs> <laughs> no. I'm not even joking. Was it jump around? Yeah, jump around. Yeah, yeah. that's a pretty aggressive song. Uh, it is. <laughs> some of his other movies, uh, Detroit Rock City. Do you remember that? That was such a fun movie, man. Mm-hmm. Where it was a, it was very similar to like uh, Days and Confused. It was a bunch of kids. It's a Kiss documentary. No, it was. Uh, they were going to see Kiss in Detroit. They, it was a bunch of friends who were just stoners that were trying to get to the Kiss concert and everything, and it was all the funny stuff that kind of ensued around that time and everything. It was really, really clever and well done. Uh, he was in The Departed. I'm not sure who he played in The Departed. He was either a cop or he was uh, one of the criminals. I would say sure. he was probably one of the criminals. Yeah, I think uh, he plays criminal better than he plays yep, cop. He was also in uh, American Gangster, uh, Pineapple Express, which I was not a huge fan of Pineapple Express. Oh, you would think I would movie. be uh, because I love a lot of – I love Danny McBride. I love a lot of those flicks yeah. but i love that movie and i love his and craig robinson's relationship in that movie who who is craig robinson kevin corgan um no no craig robinson's uh uh he was on the office um, yeah no i know craig robinson his relationship with who in that movie oh yeah kevin corgan oh okay yeah yeah because they're both like um they're both killers they drug dealers or the killers well, they're they work for um the guy from brady bunch that's the dad i just don't know oh his yeah name. Uh, gary cole okay yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, they work for him, and um, they're trying. They're the ones that are trying to find. <laughs> Gary Cole's not Brady, Michael Brady. He, yeah, he, he played it, yeah, I know, but he no. played a damn good Michael Brady. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, 
yeah, they work for him, and they're trying. They're the ones that go to Red's house yeah. and torture Red. That's funny because I can see Kevin Corgan playing that role, but I can't see Craig Robinson. Playing so that they role. have like an actual like emotional relationship with each other, and they're <laughs> always bickering back and forth about why one is yeah. one way and one is the other way. I'll um, have to rewatch it. You know? well, oh, and then I mean, it's Pineapple Express, so it's not spoilerish. Ruin but, it. Do yeah, it. Um, he fucking kills Craig Robinson oh, wow. at the end because he tells him he went soft because the whole time Craig. Robinson is like kind of soft and like they're getting ready to try and kill um god I'm just blanking on everybody's uh, name Seth Rogen Seth Rogen yeah. yeah and uh for some reason he like doesn't do it and Kevin Corrigan just boom fucking shoots wow. Craig Robinson nice. and he's just like I told you you went fucking soft like he's just all business yeah. about it but he's really good like yeah, I, I really and, like his role in that. And that last movie on there uh, that we all love, Seven Psychopaths, oh, yeah. man. And I, I think all of us need to rewatch it too. I think I've seen all it of us. You, few you, times. Yeah, I've seen it yeah. a few times, but I still I, it escapes me. I remember loving it, but I can't remember the details about it. So I, re- yeah, I'll have to rewatch it. But yeah, Kevin Corrigan is definitely one of those guys that's similar to Crispin Glover, where he's just that kind of weird guy that comes in and just nails all the roles. Yeah. All right, this next guy. So great that he came up with a nickname. People came up with a nickname for him, and I. And it's weird that it, it almost caught on, and everyone calls him Joey Pants. Yeah, and uh, and it's Joey. You can't pronounce. His yeah, last it's, name. it's Joey uh, <laughs> Pantalonine. Uh, how do you say that? Pantalonino. Pantalonino. Yeah, Joey Pants. <laughs> <laughs> and. Uh, I've seen this guy since I was a little kid, man. He, to yeah. me, he was always one of the Fatelli brothers, man. Yeah, absolutely. I, and but that's not yeah. always where my mind goes when I first think of him. You know, sometimes it goes to the Matrix. Sometimes yeah, it goes to Risky Business. Risky business I loved man. him in Risky Business. He man. was the oh, asshole. That, yeah, he, was, he was trying to had all his furniture at the he end. He was the pimp. He was the yeah. pimp that uh, Tom Cruise wanted Rebecca De Mornay, and then uh, Joey Pants went and stole all the shit from uh, Tom Cruise's <laughs> house, his parents' house. Remember at the, the egg at the end, at, he had all his stuff on the lawn. He yeah. made him. Buy He's back like auctioning everything. it back to yeah, him. Yeah. Shit. Right. He had a big tractor trailer truck packed right onto this lawn. And he says, "You want that? Uh, you want that egg? It's going to cost you five hundred. Oh and, wow! Uh, it was a really, really great role for him. Uh, Eddie and the Cruisers. I don't remember it, but I remember it being huge. Huge background. That was one of those HBO movies that they yeah. played all the time. I remember the song from it. The song was great. Uh, that dark side, yep. uh, uh, on the dark side mm-hmm. or something. Um, Goonies. Obviously, I loved him. Never and, heard him of and Robert Davi <laughs> together. Yeah, yeah, let's kill each other over the fucking pizza. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I'm starting to really like this kid, mom. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we spent all the money on Francis's toupee. Yeah. I don't wear a hairpiece. That that's a guy who has always been bald too, Joey. Yeah. Pants, oh man. yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, he. <laughs> And I just started going, his role in Midnight Run, I love him in Midnight Run, man. He was was the one who hired Robert De Niro. He was the bail bondsman that said, it's a midnight run for Christ's sake. I'm trying to remember him in Running Scared. Oh, he was so funny and running. I love scared. running scared, but running I haven't scared. seen it in so long. He was the, Gregory Hines. He was the low-level drug dealer, Billy Crystal, Billy right? Crystal. Yep. He was the low-level drug dealer that they uh, they arrested, and he was going to be the one that they wanted to finger Jimmy Smith. One of my favorite comedic scenes in that whole movie is where they put Joey Pants in a lineup with all uniformed yeah. cops. <laughs> 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 oh, it was so funny, and he had like weird hair. He had like uh, kind of a lopsided haircut. 
that, and it, half of it was red and everything. It was really great. I loved him in The Fugitive. He was one of the main mm-hmm. guys. He was on, one of the de- on, oh yeah, his team? yeah. He was Tommy on uh, Tommy Lee uh, Jones's yeah. crew right there. Uh, I don't remember what episode he was on Amazon Min- Women on the Moon, but he was in one of those episodes there. Uh, he was also in uh, La Bamba. Short time, man. I love Short Time. Is that Dabney oh. Coleman. Dabney Coleman, man. Do you remember so he that? He's, oh yeah. yeah. He thinks he's gonna I need to see that. He gets uh, his like hospital super results hard to like. Find. Switched, yeah. yeah he exactly. thinks he's got one of the hardest movies to find. Really? I, I don't. You might be able to find it on YouTube, but there is almost zero chances anyone will find it on DVD. I don't know it on DVD, and I every few months I'll look for it. Uh, but it's one of those fun premises that you hear somebody talk about what it's about, and you're like, oh, I have to see that. Yeah, Dabney Coleman thinks he's gonna die, and he's gonna get like a double indemnity clause if he dies in the line of duty as a cop. So he's trying to get killed so his his family can get the money, <laughs> yeah. and he can't do it. No. He, and people are like missing him. He's like in car crashes. He gets crashes. frustrated after he's, a like, while. He's like sitting there listening to like uh, to, to the band on uh, on the police radio, and when something comes uh, up, he wants to race. And there, his partner's like Matt Frewer is his partner. Yeah. He tells get out of the car. Or he he says, "Can you go back and check that tire back there?" And he waits till Matt Frewer gets out of the car and he just takes off. So. Seven, yeah, seven dollars and twenty six cents. That's a region too, though. That's uh, that's British. Oh, don't get, don't get fooled for that. It yeah, be, unless you have, you have a, an all region. DVD if you have player, an all region DVD it. player, you can play it. But uh, yeah, finding a region one of it, ooh, really hard, man. Interesting. Yeah, uh, and I think most of the new DVD players are region free. So that might that might be a good one to just take to a buy chance that, on. Uh, just get it, just to get the region free DVD for it, but. Uh, Bad Boys. You could probably talk about it more with him and uh, Bad Boys. He played like the he's, chief of police. He's right? the captain. He plays the yeah, captain. Yeah. yeah, dude. He's so funny in that movie. Like it, it's it, it's just Joey Pants's sarcastic attitude, but also as the captain, you know, of the police, and like you know, then he's going back and forth between Martin Lawrence and, and Will Smith, yeah. and like I, I, I got those dates wrong. That's not zero zero. That's supposed to be two zero. Oh. Um, also, you know, and he's in Bad Boys 2 and probably Bad Boys 3 as he is, well. He is in Bad Boys 3. Um, you know, and, like, there's this one thing where he's, he's like, doing meditation. And he's, like, rubbing his earlobes <laughs> and going, like, woo-saw, woo-saw. And so Martin Lawrence, like, picks that up from him and he's, like, doing it through the movie. Oh, it's yeah. so funny, dude. Like, Yeah, I still yeah, haven't seen the, uh, th- uh, the third one. It got good reviews. I haven't either. Yeah, yeah. it got good reviews. So well, close to coming out on DVD now that I might as well just wait. Uh, those last three movies are three of his biggest movies, though. Bound, oh man, if you haven't seen Bound, uh, the Wachowskis, uh, Bound, uh, he was amazing as that low-level f- uh, friggin' uh, gangster. Uh, super good. Matrix, he played that guy that screwed everybody Dude, over, man. C- uh, Cypher. Cyrus? Cy- it's either Cypher. Cy- yeah. Cypher, I think you're right. Cypress Hill? Yeah. Insane in the membrane. <laughs> uh, he was great in that, but Memento too, as his uh, yeah, John uh, G, his friend. I guess you yeah. could say it with quotes. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, Bond was his I breakout to the world. I think. <sighs> no, I don't know. Not many people have seen Bound. I really? mean, his breakout from the role was Goonies. I mean, really, that's true. Um, um, but a lot of people haven't seen Bound, which is weird. And it's the same guys who did The Matrix. That's why they used him in The Matrix was because they had him in Bound. And if you haven't seen Bound and you like Joey Pants, watch Bound, man, because that's he goes next level on that. Man. Really? It's when a, he goes crazy and kills everyone at the end, I mean, or towards the end. It was just a great story. Caper, a good caper good, good movie. Good caper story. Yeah, really, really good. And reve- I guess revenge, sort yeah. of. So that's Joey Pants, 151 credits, man. He's still going strong. He's great. All right, this next actor, and this is another actor who uh, who started out looking one way, and now he's he looks completely different, and he's playing a whole different type of role, is uh, the great Michael Wincott. Um, he's got the least. 
64, he had the least? Yep. All right. Uh, he, not, Certainly not the best. asshole. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's super good, man. What do you think of when you think of Michael Winnicott? I think that gravelly voices. He has that gravelly voice. Gravelly voice. I mean, like he's been drinking like uh, Strange days. his whole life. He was a great villain in Strange Oh, uh, really good villain. I mean, I liked him in... I've liked him in almost. I've liked him in everything I've yeah. seen him in. He was the bad guy in Crow. He, had, he was great in Alien Resurrection. What was he in, in that Robin one? Hood? He was in great. what in Alien Resurrection. He was the one that died at the. He was the crew. He was the he was leader the of, the of the crew when they that, first got there. First showed up and he had that drink with the guy. Yeah. Uh, that had that remember that cube that of turned whiskey? into liquid. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That was a great. He shot. got sucked in uh, to the grate. Uh, Huh. He was the first person to really die. Because, like, he looks familiar to me, but I'm having a lot of trouble, like, remembering. Yes. I think he might have been the bad guy in The Crow. Uh, yeah, he Robin. was the bad guy. Okay. Yep. He played uh, Robin Hood. He was... Yeah. Uh, He's, why, you kill him? why would you kill him with a spoon? hurt more. <laughs> <laughs> he was, like, the second bad guy to, the like... Uh, well, what's-his-name was the sheriff, the, uh, Hans Gruber. He was just under Hans Gruber kind of right. character in that. Uh, he was very like him names. too. I always uh, talk remember radio. He was great from, uh, He was the producer, the record producer yeah. that signed the Paul doors. Rothschild. He played Paul Rothschild in the yeah. Doors. Really good. Oh, cool. Uh, talk radio is one of the first things he did, and I loved him in talk radio. He played that uh, that weird young guy that was calling in, and Eric Bognosi and invited him into the studio. And they're like, "Why are you inviting this crazy fucker into the studio?" And he was like, "I don't care. I want him in here." And he brings him in here, and he plays that kind of wild, like uh, short-tempered guy that they eventually have to like just get out of the fucking studio after a while because he was too kind of crazy. Uh, some other flicks he was in 1492 that was like one of the first times they did those two movies at the same time remember the tombstone wired Earp thing yeah 1492 was the same christopher thing columbus, they did right? christopher columbus then they did 1492 and you either watched one or the other and you mm. liked it and I, i'm not sure who he played in it romeo's bleeding is another one of those movies that i think i'm the only person who, who uh is a huge fan of that that's the one with lena olin and gary oldman it was a very uh huh. kind of weird cop kind of uh movie kind of of on the uh, kind of same realm as like Bad Lieutenant, very kind of dirty and gritty and hard to watch. I just go straight to Jet Li and Romeo Must Die. I was uh, when you said it, I thought. It was <laughs> yeah, a lot of people do. A lot of people think that because it's very. I'm like, this, this is a misprint. <laughs> uh, Three Musketeers. Three Musketeers. Uh, he, I would have to imagine, he was one of the bad guys. He was definitely remember him in Count of Monte Cristo. He worked. He was the guard at the. He Chateau definitely has a look because that look is the same look from 1492, yeah. which was the same look from Robin Hood, which is the same. The look. only movie on here where he did not have that look, which blew my mind, and I didn't know it was him until he spoke, was Before Night Falls. Before Night Falls was that. Uh, that was that movie where Javier Bardem first came on the scene and he played like a Cuban revolutionary character that had was an aged guy and uh, he committed suicide in the uh, in Before Night Falls jumped out of a window and like uh, splatted his brains all over the ground uh, and he looked completely different if you look up what he looked like in Before Night Falls uh, I loved him in Count of Monte Cristo he was the one that whipped him every day remember he was the uh, uh but the, the warden, warden the warden at the Chateau d'If that when Jim Caviezel got brought in, he was and he just whipped the fuck out of him. And he's like, on your anniversary every year, I'm going to come in here. I'm going to give you a beating. And he just beat the fuck out of him every year. It was crazy. Now, you just recently saw Along Came a Spider. Do you remember who he played in that? Um, I didn't finish it. <laughs> <laughs> he might have been at the end. <laughs> well, th- remember, there was a I think uh, he obviously was the bad guy. But oh, we really? haven't seen him yet. 
Oh, okay. When I'm up to that point. Oh, oh, but yeah, he, he has was, his voice. His oh, masked. his voice was the bad guy. Or uh, so he yeah. must have played the bad guy. Yeah. You, I mean, do you want to know the character name? Yeah, maybe. I don't think it would help me, but. Okay, it's a uh, Gary Sinegi. Hmm. Nothing. <laughs> I got nothing. Uh, and going back to the Crow, you know, I I constantly hearing that they're going to remake the Crow. And I heard something about it recently. Yeah, I, I think every couple of years it pops up that, hey, they're going to redo The Crow. I mean, it was and, on like Rotten Tomatoes or yeah, something like that. So we'll have to see. Did you hear, not to go too far off topic, do you hear who they're thinking of? Uh, they're very close to signing a director for Doctor Strange I, I read, but I didn't know who he was. Sam Raimi. I, I'm not sure. Yeah, the, uh, the guy of all the, uh, the Evil Dead, Evil Dead. Uh, Civil oh, Plan, yes. the all three of the uh, Spider-Mans, Tobey Maguire Spider-Mans. He directed all three of the That's Spider-Mans. Awesome. And he's very dark. I mean, he's uh, Army of Darkness, and he's got that comedy horror thing, very similar to how John Landis has it uh, going down. So it's uh, it's it would be a good fix for him, and it makes sense that they would do that because he can bring the dark and the comedy into that. About it. All right. Nice. This next guy, and this was a guy that uh, actually came to Gainesville to do uh, one of his movies. I even put it on here. I don't think I put it on here because he had so many damn movies, but we can talk about it anyways. Uh, is the great uh, Paul Giamatti, 112 Flicks. So, yeah, I, I love Paul Giamatti, um, but I'll tell you instantly what comes to me that's actually not even on this list uh, is, is the movie really? Confidence. Okay, yeah, yeah. I heard, you mentioned, yeah I heard you mention the movie before, but Dude, I have not uh, seen it. He is so fucking fantastic yeah. in that movie. like, And it's such an underrated movie. Um, He's it, really good in everything. It's he, a con really movie is. with um, Dustin Hoffman, yeah. um, and I forget the, the lead guy's name. Um, Clive Owen in it? No, maybe not. Maybe I'm wrong. No, um, there is a big guy. The lead guy was Edward Burns, and then it's got uh, Rachel Weisz. Edward Burns. I haven't seen Edward Burns. Long time. Yeah, um, Andy Garcia's in it. Louis uh, Louis Guzman's in it. Huh. Um, I'll have to check it out. Yeah, it, Confidence isn't it like a Soddenberg? I think Soddenberg is the one who directed it. Um, I can tell you. I kind of want to say that that's who directed uh, James it. Foley. Oh, James Foley. I do like James Foley. James Foley did like uh, uh, what? Uh, L.A. Confidential. Mm. All right, but Giamatti. Yeah, he, he was he's, great, he's yeah. great in that movie. What do you dude. think of usually or obviously Confidence? I mean, yeah, kind of went right to that. Uh, how about you, Dave? Pig vomit. Yeah. WNBC. <laughs> it's hard not to think of him as Pig Vomit, man. I really loved him in that uh, role. There's so many of his roles that I really, really like him in, uh, though. Uh, it started off with like small roles and like Donnie Brasco. Remember, he was just the kind of the guy who was listening into the sound mm-hmm. booth that yeah. worked for the when cops. You asked him about forget yeah, about yeah, it. Yeah, what does forget about it mean? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Then Private Parts came out and he just went next level. And uh, he kind of became famous from that. And Howard Stern loved him. He had a really famous father who used to be president of Yale. And then he went on to be like one of the commissioners of the Major League Baseball. And uh, for years and years and years, uh, Bartlett uh, Giamatti was the uh, um, it was his father's name. Huh. So he kind of came from kind of famous. He, got, he era. brought his way into Hollywood. Yeah. That's yeah. What uh, but then, like even in the uh, the Truman Show, remember he worked in the booth with uh, with Ed Harris in the Truman Show. He had a cool mm. scene in Saving Private Ryan. Yeah, yeah. He was I the one that him. leaned to yeah. up. He went to take something out of his shoe. He had a rock or something in yeah. his shoe. 
and the post fell over and knocked the wall down. Remember in the in the German oh, yeah, headquarters right, right there, right, and then yeah. uh, the guy from Cheers had to show up and save their ass. That's all. Uh, yeah, one of my favorite movies with him, and I'll jump forward a lot of these movies here because uh, uh, it's one of my favorite indie movies of that time was Cold Souls. I love Cold Souls, man. And it was just to give you a quick little premise of it. Paul Giamatti plays Paul Giamatti, yeah, and he's an actor who is doing like one of the checkoff plays and everything, and he's just he's so stressed out and everything and he reads something in a uh, magazine about uh, come to cold souls and we will uh, relieve you of all your stress and anxiety and we will uh, lift all your uh, your anxiety off your shoulders and he, he goes there and David Strathairn not playing David Strathairn the only person who plays himself really mm-hmm. in the movie is Giamatti uh, and the idea that he plays himself is really ingenious and so he explains to him he says uh David Strathairn is selling him on the uh, deal. He's like, so what we do is we take your soul out of your body, and we'll we'll keep it in cold, archive it in, for you. We'll we'll archive it. And we'll keep it in cold storage. And he says, and you won't believe how much stress is off you when you don't have your soul. And so I when can he, attest to that. So, yeah. when he, <laughs> so he does it, and then he's like, he's he's doing weird things like licking his lips, and he's like. Things don't taste the same, and I don't want. I don't feel like I'm. I want to have sex with my wife, and he's like, "There's this weird, weird stuff going on," and he's, I don't like it. I don't like what this feels like. So he goes back, and he's, he's like, "So we, we kind of lost your soul. Oh shit! We can't find it." And he's like, "I think we sent it to Russia." And then <laughs> he, he finds out that people are like are, are like bootlegging people's souls, and somebody thought they were getting Pacino's soul in Russia, and they got his soul instead. He's like, "Well, I'm sorry, I'm not fucking Pacino, yeah. but I want my goddamn soul back." So he has to travel to Russia to find his soul. Oh wow, that's so that sounds funny. awesome! It's really, really clever. Uh, but all these movies, I loved him in Cinderella Man as like the corner guy. Still haven't for, seen uh, that. for Brad. Yep. Ah, so good in that movie, man. How about you, Dave? Did you meet him? When I he was did, in town? I, I met him when, at the Atlantic. Yeah, at, when he did like, the hockey when, when I say meet him, I was in a group of people that were yeah, talking. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I wasn't. I didn't put my hand in his hand and say my name. That old right. camera guy that made an ass in front of him, didn't he? Or at that party. I think he got I drunk so, and yeah. made an ass yeah, out of himself. That sounds, that sounds about right. About right. <laughs> Paul Giamatti. Yeah, he did a He did a movie. <laughs> <laughs> he did a movie, and we, we always thought that he was a get for a while because I think they only paid like $20,000 to get him to come to Gainesville and did the movie The Hawk is Dying, yep. which is just about a guy who raised like hawks mm-hmm. and uh, and that was it I don't know it was it a very indie, gr- very indie really movie. Great movie no one's but... even heard of it Michael Pitt was in it I yeah. think but that was about it other than him uh, what what do you think of on this list uh, you always go to uh, Private Parts or any of the big ones on here I loved him in Straight Outta Compton man yeah. he was really good who was he in that movie yeah, he was the one that movie. was with Eazy-E he yeah. was kind of championed Eazy-E and everyone else couldn't stand him, but yeah. Easy E, who was almost like a father figure to Easy E, and Easy yeah. E did not want to fire him at all, so yeah. he kind of held on to him as far as long as he could. And he kind of he kind of fucked him over, but then he also yeah. kind of cared about him at certain parts. Yeah, he too. really like, did. It was a complicated relationship, yeah. but he played that so well. How about other ones on this list, Justin? Any of the other ones stand out to you? I'm trying. I'm wondering about Sideways. I can't really. Oh yeah, that's, that's the, the wine movie. Wine. I, ain't, I ain't drinking any I fucking ain't Merlot. Merlot. <laughs> I must not have seen that. Was that, a but it pretty so big. I mean, it made a pop and yeah, then it disappeared. It, it but. got really popular at the time. It was one of those, and it had Thomas Hayden Church. It got Thomas Hayden Church a lot of work off of that movie. I think it was. I think it was one of those movies where. If you wanted a date movie, yeah, no, it was a good. Movie it was good it. enough for both parties to enjoy yeah. it. 
I loved him in Fred Claus. He played Santa Claus. He was really good. He was his good. His brother man. was mm-hmm. uh, what's his name from uh, out old school. Uh, Vince Vaughn. Vince Vaughn was his fuck up brother, and he had to like help him out and everything. Uh, John dies at the end. I love John dies at the end, man. I does he saw die it, at the but end? I don't remember it. It was so weird, man. So he, uh, weird. He dies at the end. Yeah, he does. Spoiler alert! That's Come the one on. with the uh, one they call it the soy sauce. Uh, what it was was that uh, kind of liquid that I don't even know how to explain John dies. Yeah, at the end. It's I, such I a hard movie to I explain. It's the same guy that. who did Phantasm and Beastmaster and everything. Really, really good. But he was the one that was. Uh, the guy who had the sauce kind of uh, he met him at the Chinese restaurant and he explained to him what was going on and he showed him stuff and it was really it was good uh, Big Mama's house it was him and uh, he was the partner of Martin Lawrence oh yeah and uh, Martin Lawrence had to dress up like Big Mama uh, I'm trying to th- it's in the, the Illusionist he was in that too I yeah like he was one. I didn't put it on the list uh, just because it was, he had so many of them on there but and that was another one that kind of came out the same time as the other magician movie yeah. it came out the same time as Prestige oh yeah and a lot right. of which was, a which was far better movie was it? Yeah, 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 yeah it was better oh that's right yeah, yeah. Uh, Win 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 was a really good movie that was very indie he played a high school wrestling coach and uh, very underrated movie. I, I definitely suggest people check it out. The same with Amazing Spider-Man too. You know, he came in as the Rhino, and uh, you kind of always thought it was going to go to another flick. But then the Amazing Spider-Man uh, that franchise kind of shut down right after that. But I loved him as that crazy Russian that was in the uh, the Rhino suit. Huh. Uh, I can picture him on the street when he was just going right opposite Spider-Man, screaming at the top of his lungs, and they made him look really like a friggin' crazy ass psychotic hmm. criminal which is kind of what the rhino always was um what else we got here uh what did we skip man on the moon i haven't seen man on the moon in ever forever that was that the andy uh, kaufman that the andy kaufman movie so i'm not oh, sure yeah, he that played was him. good too. that was good uh dr doolittle he was one of the kind of research guys that was that worked with oliver platt uh and uh, eddie murphy you don't remember, remember uh Doctor Doolittle? Don't I? I've seen that it. talking drunk monkey. I give it up. <laughs> <laughs> was he Spanish? <laughs> yeah, I think he was like French or something. Yeah, <laughs> really good. Yeah, Paul Giamatti is always bankable. I think he's he's really big right now on TV. He's on that Showtime show Billions. I think it's called. Yeah, I think so. Yep, with uh, the guy from uh, Homeland. Homeland. Yep, yep. And he's uh, really um, good in that man. Uh, Paul Giamatti is always one of those guys that. Uh, if you have the money to get him, he will give you kind of an Oscar-worthy performance in almost everything he's in. Him and William H. Macy seem like they could switch a lot of roles. I could see that. I could see Both him being on that kind of level. He's more intense, though. Yeah. 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 I like his breakdowns. Yeah. All right. Let's go to the next guy. This next guy. Old school guy here, old man. Old school. Yeah, and I love this guy, man. I'm interested in seeing what you guys think of when you think of uh, the great George Kennedy, 185 flicks. Now, I think most people, Naked Gun. Absolutely. Yeah. Kuhan Luke is the first thing yeah, I've seen. That's what you in. think of? I think of, yeah, him watching that woman wash the car <laughs> in uh, Cool Hand Luke or shoving the uh, eggs down uh, Paul Newman's uh, mouth. You can do it. You can do it. And he's rubbing his belly. <laughs> I loved him in the Iger Sanction. I loved him a lot in the Iger Sanction, but I also loved him in Creep Show too. He was the one that uh, had the wooden Indian. He worked at oh, the store yeah, yeah, with the wooden wow. Indian. And he, yeah. he would do the paint on the Indian and everything, and he would talk to him and everything. And yeah. then remember his uh, that one kid came in to rob the place and like uh, hatcheted George uh, Kennedy, and that's when the wooden Indian, wooden Indian came to life and like butchered those guys, man. Yeah. Really well done. Uh, I loved him in Dirty Dozen. He was the one that was kind of the uh, – 
remember they were doing those war games mm-hmm. in the, in that to see if they were able to uh, uh, be able to accomplish that big mission where they went to Germany and everything. And he was kind of the advisor uh, uh, that was going along with the group and everything. And he was great in that. Uh, Thunderbolt and Lightfoot. I love Thunderbolt and Lightfoot, and I haven't seen it in a while. That was the uh, Jeff Bridges clint eastwood movie where they were like safe crackers and uh they were being hunted down by george kennedy and uh what the hell's his name uh what's the girl from uh natural born killers juliet lewis. juliet lewis uh jeffrey lewis her dad so it was jeffrey lewis and george kennedy were like together cops? trying to hunt down kind of no they weren't cops i think they were criminals that were trying to hunt down uh, maybe they were cops. Actually, I haven't seen it in a while. But they were—I know they were trying to hunt down uh, Clint Eastwood and Jeff Bridges through the whole thing. And it was really great. Uh, Delta Force. He played one of the old guys. I mean, what I love about Delta Force. A lot of people think Lee Marvin and Chuck Norris in that movie, and that was the movie that had the uh, the plane, the hijacking of the plane. Remember the guy from the Robert Forster played the. Um, the hijacker and that and the plane was filled with all these really great old school actors. Shelley Winters was on the plane. Uh, uh, Balsam, what's his name from uh, Death Wish Three? Damn, you got me. Damn, yeah, Balsam. Damn, Martin Balsam uh, was on the crew, and uh, George Kennedy was on there. I remember uh, Dad used to watch. I don't think I had it on the list here. No, I didn't. Uh, Steel. Steel was another movie uh, that Dad used to love about the high-rise kind of construction workers, and he was on that. Some of the old-school stuff. How Sweet Soldiers. Charlotte was one of our mom's favorite movies uh, back in the day with Betty Davis. Oh, really? Yeah, she loved Hush, Hush, Sweet Charlotte. And uh, I mean, he'll always be... Frank Drebin's Frank Drebin's uh, head. Yeah. Everybody needs a friend like you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, some of those old school disaster movies, uh, Airport and Earthquake being two of the big ones. I always love those uh, those movies. If the you go Towering back, Inferno is yeah, one that if, scared the shit out of yeah, me when I was a kid. If you go back and watch those disaster flicks, they were not fans whoever made i think like the same people made those movies they were not big fans of uh casting any young people they were like let's have a leading man who's like 65 years old you know dean martin 65 he's the leading guy and that george kennedy was in both those flicks uh they can uh, get them cheaper. Man. Small soldiers, man. I haven't seen small soldiers, and that was one of uh, it's different than Joe Toy Dante's. Soldiers. One of Joe Dante's like uh, smaller movies that no one thinks of. Uh, do you remember Small Soldiers? I'm trying to remember it. Oh, thank we are experiencing some, we are experiencing some wind some activities. Light flickers here. Thank God I have backup battery power on our thing, so it doesn't it hasn't switched off yet. So. All right. Zoom recorder. Zoom recorder is rocking today. Crush fingers, man. Uh, Small soldiers, yeah. Is that the one, like the CGI movie? Yeah. Well, yeah, they had the little soldiers that were coming in. This was the 90. Kirsten Dunst, I think, was in it. Okay. She was young. Yeah, I think I I haven't seen it in forever. I haven't seen it. One of the small soldiers' voice was uh, the guy from Full Metal Jacket, uh, was in it. Oh, wow. And uh, The Gambler, which was uh, 2014, and I have never seen that. That was the Mark Wahlberg uh, one with uh, John Goodman. Hmm. I can't that? remember if I saw it or not. Yeah. It sounds yeah. like it's somewhat your alley too. No, well, like, and it, uh, I remember hearing it was, it was fantastic. Yeah, I think it was on the level of like Rounders or something like that. But I, I, I want to say it. that I've seen it. Like yeah. I really do, but I just don't remember. I remember it looking good. And that might have been one of I don't think George Kennedy is around anymore. I think he's dead. And I think that was we'll one of his dead. last ones. <laughs> <laughs> Dave's always the one to close well, the coffin. One of, these, one of these times he's gonna be right. He's so I'll dead, look it up. Man. I don't <laughs> Dave just wants to shovel that 
dirt on top of people more than anybody else. He is dead. Uh, He's dead to me. <laughs> he is dead. Uh, when did he die? Uh, did say? 2016. 2016. February yeah, 28th. So it's a good month to celebrate him. All right. Well, we were just talking about this next guy. Let's let's go into him. This is everyone's favorite actor. I don't care if you know it or not. He's your favorite actor. Oh, yes. <laughs> and this is the funny as hell <laughs> Oliver Platt, man. 93 flicks. I don't probably don't have to ask Justin what's his first movie he thinks of, <laughs> uh, but go for it anyways. I mean, it's definitely Diggs Town. Yeah, it's yeah. definitely Diggs Town. Um, but also, year one. Year one, year yeah. I, I've only seen it once, and I his barely remember it. His role in year one is fucking hysterical, dude. <laughs> Like he plays this guy who's trying to overthrow the the king, and he's like the high priest. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, what's his name? Is it Michael Sarah? Yeah. Uh, there's a scene where he's trying to get Michael Sarah to like rub hot oil all over him. Yeah, isn't he using a weird accent? Yes, yeah. yes. It's such like it's such a creepy but funny role, yeah. and it's Oliver Platt. So it just because I'm a big fan, yeah, yeah. you know what I mean. So to see him doing that to me is just so fucking yeah. hysterical. But yeah, dude, Dick's Town. He, he, he is uh, that guy that is not afraid to look silly or stupid. Yeah. He just puts us all in the movies. Really, for me, plays drunk. Oh, God, better than so almost so well. anybody because yeah. he I put was, that on there, right? Yeah, Ice Harvest. Ice yeah. Harvest. He was drunk through the whole damn movie. And, uh, and the, the, I thought he was in the ref. I, I don't. Digstown. He not. he was drunk. Oh yeah, in he the was. Bar. That's that's one of my favorite. Or scenes. was he? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Exactly. He took a pill that supposedly pill. didn't yeah. let him drink whatever he wants. I don't yeah. think that pill exists. But Call alcoholism. Still, but he would still be hung over his shit the next day. <laughs> yeah. Ooh man. Yeah. Like, you know what that that's called cocaine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I for me two movies that are really uh, big for me with all our platter are both Flatliners oh, yeah. Yeah. And, Lake, yeah. and Lake Placid. He I, played I love that, both those movies, man. He played that intellectually superior guy pretty yeah. good. Who, yeah. who was the only guy who didn't, didn't do, do it? it. Yeah, and yeah. which was because he was smart. That's yeah. the one I related to. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> He's the guy who's smart enough to realize. Yeah. Fuck oh, this. you guys, yeah. you guys are experiencing some major side shit. effects. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I, I loved him in Lake Placid as the mm-hmm. expert who flies in that is going to take care of this big alligator problem oh, I, and uh man he was so funny when he came in and he just flew in and he was a guy with all the money you know and you're gonna do this expedition the way i want to do it and I, I thought he was so great in it uh i also loved him in uh like executive decision he was great in he was one of the guys that actually got on the plane yeah uh, with them and uh really great some of his other flicks uh, dr doula that's one of the only repeat ones we've seen on here really mm. um, frost nixon he was good Frost Nixon, he was really, he was really on good one of the. Te- he's on their team. Yeah, he was on to... their hit with Sam Rockwell. It was him and Sam Rockwell who were trying and to kind of who break the this girl? whole thing down. What am I seeing falling from your uh, window there? <laughs> <laughs> Nothing. Nothing. Beethoven, I haven't seen in forever, so oh, I can't. Yeah. I can't speak for uh, who he played in there. Some of the other movies, The Temp. I love The Temp. Do you remember The Temp Mm-mm. with uh, Laura Flynn Boyle? She was insane. She played this crazy. Uh, <laughs> Break up with him. Move on. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I don't even have a, a gun. <laughs> I love her. Uh, <laughs> yeah, her stunt double took a digger on that <laughs> oh, one. This was, uh, I think it was Timothy Hutton was the, she was uh, obsessed with like Timothy Hutton and she literally like killed the secretary to be able to be, uh, become oh, the temp that moves in. Wow. And it was kind of like a single white female type of thing where she was just crazy obsessed with him and that she would kill, she killed like six or seven people in the movie just to kind of get close to him and do all that stuff. Of it course. was crazy. 
Uh, Three Musketeers. I loved him in Three oh, yeah, Musketeers, he man. That. Yeah, you don't. Expect I haven't seen him that in forever, a... but he was really. Yeah, good Yeah, he that. was really good. You do not expect him to be one of the Three Musketeers. Yeah, he I certainly mean, his look hasn't changed. No, no. My so, wife loves him because he was in the uh, the Big C that Laura Linney uh, cancer uh, the cancer. Uh, series that was on showtime he played her husband in that and uh she still knows who he is from that series uh time to kill i don't know who he played in time to kill was he like one oh, of the, he was uh, one of lawyers the, or the, yeah uh matthew mcconaughey and sandra bullock and him he's like um, an investigator he was so yeah. good in that movie dude like which movie time, time to, to kill, kill. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah um yeah he he was great in that movie just very like Quick-witted, investigative, mm-hmm. still had his comedy, still drank. Um, I love that he brings something to every role that he's in that's very similar to almost every role. You know, that very comedic type of thing. I know likable. from. Very likable guy. He's a Canadian-American actor. Because okay. he, does, he does Southern so yeah. well. Yeah, yeah, he really like, does. I, I, to the point, I, I wanted to know where he was from because, yeah, like, kinda, I wanted to know if he was from the South. Yeah, you like, kind of get the idea that he's either South Carolina or Georgia type of uh, guy. And maybe it is because of A Time to Kill because that is a very Southern type of uh, flick. Yeah. Uh, Indecent Proposal. I don't think the proposal was made to him, but <laughs> <laughs> if I'm correct, I haven't seen it in a while. Is that the... Uh, is that the- that's Robert the, Redford. I'll pay you a million Moore. dollars to have your wife. Sort of like uh, the same movie as Leaving uh, Vegas. Lost. No, Indecent Proposal is the one where he's paying a million dollars to have sex with. Yeah, it's his Robert wife. Redford, Demi yeah, Moore, okay. and Woody Harrelson. Yeah, yeah, Woody Harrelson. Yeah, bad idea. Don't do it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> what else? I Bullworth. I I totally forgot about Bullworth. That's he was the, the campaign manager. Yeah, right? yeah, he, yeah. He was. That was a crazy movie. Remember that? So great. Uh, that was. What's the guy from Bugsy? Yeah. Um, uh, what's his fucking name? Damn. Warren Beatty. Warren Beatty. Yeah. Warren Beatty played the uh, the candidate. He was like a presidential or a gubernatorial candidate yeah. who just said what was on his mind. Yeah. And he was trying to get in with Shouldn't the... Shouldn't do uh, that. Yeah, <laughs> might not turn out right for you. Yeah. But he was like... He was or you like, might get acquitted of everything you fucking do. He wanted to be like the hip-hop kind of candidate. Well, yeah, Halle really. Berry. Because he, yeah. he, he, he had like a... a, a a, a woman problem, you yeah, know yeah, what yeah. I mean? And he met a Halle- politician with a woman. I know, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, and he met Halle Berry, and she like, for some reason or another, somebody was like either trying to kill him. I think that's what it was because they were kind of on the run. Mm. Um, and I think that Oliver Platt might have hired the guy yeah. to like boost his ratings. Yeah, yeah. You know, if there was an uh, an attempt, I think. Um, and he ends up kind of going on the run with Halle Berry mm-hmm. and like going to the inner city and like getting drunk and drinking 40s and smoking weed and going <laughs> yeah. to parties and like saying inappropriate it's, stuff. Yeah, and it's right. so crazy. And he ends up like going and giving a speech, and Warren Beatty is like rapping to people. <laughs> yeah. And just Was think he of. doing okay? Well, it's Warren Beatty. Yeah. I know. Rapping to people. I know. <laughs> hey, don't you know this thing is cool? Walk around something, something. I'm a fool. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, it was just, oh my gosh. Like, oh. He could get away with that back in the day. Yeah. And then the, there was a real famous song with um, Old Dirty Bastard and oh, really? um, Ghetto Superstar. Hmm. Yeah. Great song. It's my favorite Ghetto Superstar. Yeah. <laughs> and you got to love it's a Old Dirty Bastard. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, Oliver Platt, man. He never disappoints. Every time I see him, he's in a movie. It's, oh, it is on here. I didn't see better. your one was on there. I oh, yeah, yeah. Right look there. at you. You yeah. got shit handled. Do that in for you. He got it. <laughs> uh, the next guy, Dave, I'll, I'll let you do it. Who's the next guy? Robert Loja. Uh, oh, oh, come on. You, don't, don't be disappointed. I was like, that. 
Go, go ahead. I'll, I'll cut one in, man. Robert Loja. I mean, <laughs> Robert Loja. Oh, Robert. He does a good one. We're, we're Never underestimate the other guy's greed. <laughs> uh, what do you think of when you think of Robert Loja? My my absolute favorite thing I've ever seen him in is Necessary Roughness. Ah, I loved him in Necessary Roughness. He's so roughness. great as like the overbearing football yeah. coach. Like, you know, he's like... <laughs> like he was telling the guy, he was telling Sinbad, you know, I'm going to have you eating red meat. I'm going to make you a killer. And Sinbad hits the fucking bag super hard and pushes him way back. And he's like, because uh, his name is Andre. He's like, Andre does not eat red meat because Andre is a vegetarian. <laughs> All I think of when I think of necessary roughness is blow the whistle. Blow yeah. the whistle. Or where it says, let me see that arm. And the guy just flexes yeah. for him. Yeah. <laughs> How about you, Dave? Was what do you think was of? Kathy Ireland the kicker? Ah, yes. yes. Yeah, yeah, yes, man. she was. Yeah, yeah she <laughs> was. They had that big guy that just watched the locker room while she showered. Yeah, Manu Manu the Slender. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, man. What do you think of, Dave, when you think of uh, Scarface, man? Scarface? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Scarface, I think it's Scarface or Big. See, and I always think... Oh, that's a great one, too. I always think Relentless... Uh, and Opportunity Knocks. Those are two movies that I always go to. I love Relentless, the one with Judd Nelson and the one uh, uh, that they're searching for him. And Judd Nelson's that killer that just searches through the uh, phone booth for that one kills name that and kills same people. Person. Really good in that movie. But Opportunity Knocks, it was uh, that Dana, uh, Dana Carvey one where Dana Carvey's the con yeah. man and uh, meets oh, – wow. uh, Slips into this other guy's persona, and Robert Loja is kind of the father-in-law. Remember, he has that baseball that he signed by uh, signed the Cubs. by like the whole like, team of the Cubs, and keeps it in his like uh, safe. And then uh, Dana Carvey steals the baseball from him, and blower's good, paper towels bad. <laughs> <laughs> I want you to tell him what that means in English. <laughs> yes, you're number, number one. one. <laughs> Great one, man. That was a movie that. When did that come out? Uh, Had to be ninety. Yeah, nineteen ninety. Yeah, that's when right in the heyday of movies. That ninety ninety one, yeah, ninety. I was a. It was the year before you moved to, yeah, eighty nine ninety between that that summer of ninety. It was a great yeah. movies. Yeah, it was great movies, man. Loved when he turned into a fucking vampire in oh, Innocent Blood. God, Innocent Blood, man. It just revitalized oh. him. And he, he was. I love Innocent Blood, man. That's such a great movie. It is a great so, movie. I haven't seen it yeah. in forever, uh, but I, it do, it holds up. Too. I can I've picture his eyes and the way that he looks, and like, oh, so he was fucking in Gladiator. Great. No, not that Gladiator. The the boxing one oh. with Cuba Gooding Jr. Oh, I guy. fucking yeah. love that. Yeah, movie. yeah. I don't know who he played in it. He oh, must gotta, have been. I gotta he must have been up. one of the coaches or something, or one of the dads. That's another movie that. It, it's weird that you rename there's so many names you can if I was gonna make a movie, why would you rename it uh, a movie after that, you know? I mean, just confusing the hell out of people. Yeah. Uh, because yeah. That's a I that's one of my favorite throwback movies. Yeah. Did I, did I tell you I, I was in the store one day and I at Walmart and I saw an indie horror movie called Botched. Yeah. And there was someone in a chair. Yeah, with, in the cover. If you you the cover check out the, the cover, chair. check out the cover yeah. of Botched. Look up it's the crazy. cover. Is someone in it's the like chair a Stephen Dorf tied movie. up in a chair? I was like, it's and a, there was no way that he could have known because that movie came out after. I think. Yeah, came out after our flick. Said, we did a short story called "Botched" about a girl who was tied to a chair and had yeah. to escape. So, so it was very interesting that the front, interaction the front cover is like, "Holy crap, dude!" That's fucking insane, bro. <laughs> I was like, like someone like, stole our shit, dude. Yeah. <laughs> 
We no, no, no. Him. See, our person is laying on their side, side. on the chair. <laughs> yeah. She went back and <laughs> our girl was back on her left side. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, to go back to Big, obviously Big was a, a huge one. You, the piano scene? Yeah, the piano scene. Oh, you don't picture epic. Robert Loja doing that yeah. type of stuff, man. But yeah, even Scarface. Scarface was like, uh, I mean, he played that one guy. Uh, Scarface, I mean, I don't know who he was in Psycho 2. Psycho 2, he was one of the cops one in cops. Psycho 2, yeah. Uh, Officer and a Gentleman. Uh, Jagged Edge is one of my favorite uh, friggin' movies, man. I oh. remember seeing that movie on on TV yeah. at Auntie Diane's. Yeah, yeah. And they they didn't care about leaving stuff on with the nudity. There was some nudity in it? Or there was a couple scenes there in there? There was male something? nudity in it. Oh, really? Was um, when that guy hung himself. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. At yeah. the end. Yeah. But I think there was new to the other, and that was. A, I remember because I would have been nine. Yeah, I remember our parents wouldn't let us watch no, it. it then I remember hard. watching it, and I was like, "What the fuck? This movie sucks." Yeah, it's not like we were going to try to watch this movie anyways. <laughs> well, as a kid, it sucked. I it was mean, like it's probably a lot better now. Drama. I mean, it, it's a good movie. Yeah, you get to not see, for an uh, eight year old <laughs> Lou Gossett Jr. and uh, get to play a uh, drill instructor. I mean, it's worth seeing just for that. Armed and Dangerous. Uh, Robert Loja played. Uh, um, the kind of the main guy that was uh, using uh, John Candy, you, yeah, yeah, John Candy and Meg Ryan, uh, Meg Ryan right. and yeah. uh, Eugene Levy, and they That's were right. they worked right. for a dog. Was it dog fighting security or dog something security? I yeah. him, and, him uh, Candy and Levy, they grew up together in the yeah second city, second city, yeah, or uh, no, not yeah, but in uh, Canada, they Canada, did the Canada kind of uh, second SCTV, SC yeah, yeah, that's what it was, SCTV. Uh, I always can. Second City is actually more Chicago-based Chicago. um, thing, but they were in Canada. Uh, over the top, I think he was the kid's uh, grandfather. Uh, grandfather. Yeah. Yep, that took care of him. Yeah. Did I have to turn the hat backwards? You know yeah, it. Turn the hat backwards. <laughs> <laughs> Justin does it before every pod. <laughs> or, I, actually, I probably yeah, do. You do. Uh, the Believers. I love The Believers. Not a lot of people remember that. That's that Martin Sheen one where it dealt with the, uh, the voodoo. Uh, one of the most famous scenes at the beginning of the movie, uh, Martin Sheen's in the shower and his wife's downstairs making uh, breakfast for the kids and uh, is a scene where she spills milk all over the ground oh, yeah, and yeah, she yeah. goes to take something out of the toaster and she gets electrocuted and she's she's freaking out oh, and, uh, and the kids are trying to grab her and Martin Sheen's like don't touch her yeah. and then they just sit there and watch their mother fry to death right there in the, the kitchen fuck? and dies and then the rest of the movie is Martin Sheen you can tackle that, her but, I know uh, right like, like throw some fucking yeah, yeah. shoulder into that yeah. kid you don't have like... to like Put your hand uh, on her and I'm shake gonna, her. I'm going to lightly Get grab you and pull you away. No, fuck yeah. no. Throw some weight into that yeah, shit. Yeah, yeah. Take it's the greatest, the wood, easiest man. movie effect ever in the history oh, of yeah, the Oh, yeah, yeah. It really is. It really is. <laughs> we know that from Project Threshold. Right? Like Johnny. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what's yeah. his name? When he, Chris. When he got shocked? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. He did such a great job running yeah. at the door. Yeah. Yeah, I can't wait. I'm doing something with our flicks now where I'm kind of... Uh, Selling them for money? <laughs> no, that ain't it. Damn. Because <laughs> that would have been uh, fall into the great category. Yeah. <laughs> right? <laughs> you hit my sweet spot. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if I can find everybody's contract at this point. <laughs> yeah. I know where mine is, though. <laughs> I know I had 3%. <laughs> really? Show me. I, I might be able to find oh. it. <laughs> uh, 
No, I've been uh, cutting like uh, I've been messing with this new editing program, and I decided because I've got our old material, so I've been cutting our stuff, and I've been I wanted to do something where I could just cut every scenes really quick and cut out all the dialogue and just do reaction shots, and it's cut together to this really great kind of thing where you can tell the story without doing a lick of dialogue in it, and I, I'm really looking forward to doing Project Threshold for that. I, I have all the original reason. files for both movies. Yeah, yeah. So we could use some to... of that stuff. Uh, what didn't we mention on here? Uh, uh, Independence Day and Lost Highway. Lost Highway, he played a creepy-ass character in that movie. Man. Was, that was probably the most evil character he ever played was in Lost Highway, but everyone in that movie was kind of evil as hell in that movie. Shady. Have you seen Lost Highway, the David Lynch movie? I don't think so. Like most David Lynch movies? Tell me what it's about. Yeah, yeah. watch it and tell us what some, it's about. Some dude that's on a Lost Highway. Yeah, shit, he already knew. Anyway. See? See? <laughs> you can't good. fool me. He's good. <laughs> Lost Highway you could, creeps you could do, me out, You man. could do entire film courses on this really? David Lynch. David well David Lynch. Lynch comes right out and says he doesn't know what they're about he, he, he'll just put things in that <laughs> yeah. don't make sense it's like oh that was really cool what, yeah. what was that Mulholland about? Drive Mulholland Drive was, yeah. it's one of those movies that you like it but you not realize why you like yeah. it mm-hmm. you just kind of like individual yeah. scenes and everything and it's weird Lost like, Highway does a weird thing half hour into the movie where one character turns into another character and you don't know why that is but yeah. it's this it's thing. almost like the guy didn't want to be in his movie anymore. Like he woke he up, just got a new actor. No, he gets like uh, I think what Balstar Getty gets thrown into jail, and then while he's in the prison cell, he falls asleep and he wakes up and he's somebody else in the prison cell. And then the movie just goes on as that guy, and you're like, and what they, the fuck? They never bring it up. Yep. And I mean the Lozier. same thing in Mohan Drive. Yeah. She was two different characters. Uh, what's the name? Naomi Watts. Yeah. He's also an Independence Day. I'm not sure who he plays in Independence Day. Oh, he's the Day. general. Oh, he's the general. He's great, so that's dude. Perfect. Yeah. That's perfect. He's perfect for that he, general And he, guy. he plays it so well, too. Yeah. I think he's not with us anymore, either. I th- I'm not not sure where oh, it went. You're going to uh... ruin my fucking day. <laughs> well, yeah, I just wanted to prep you for not seeing any future <laughs> Robert Lozier movies. You're like, I haven't seen a good one in a long time. Uh, yeah, he, he's great in everything, man. And his next guy... Uh, these next two guys, maybe the next three guys, the next two They're guys for sure is not uh, are not with us anymore. Uh, Damn it! Is he's gone too? Twenty fifteen. Twenty fifteen. All recent though, you know. He lives on in yep. his movies. That's the good thing about actors. All right, now this next guy, I love one of his his last movie is probably my favorite movie he <laughs> ever, <laughs> he ever did. I love Ozzy Davis. We couldn't do this list without the great Ozzy Davis. He did one hundred and seven flicks. Super respected in Hollywood. Uh, he was married to uh, Ruby D for years and years and years, and they did a lot of flicks together. Ruby D, you might remember from The Stand, she was that uh, the the, the, the older the older black woman that's drawing everybody to him, where Randall Flagg's drawing all the evil forces, which it's it's very topical mother, right now because she they're was mother Abigail, they're casting mother Abigail, uh, mother Abigail, or mother yeah mother Abigail. I think you're right. Uh, they're casting the new one, so they're doing it right oh, now because Stephen King's is super, super popular. I'll have to re- uh, remind me, I uh, I got it chapter two, so I'll lend it to you. It's too bad time. he's such a Trump fan, though. Yeah, <laughs> uh, he is not. <laughs> he, he hates the. Uh, he, he would. He, he hates Susan Collins. You know, Susan Collins yeah, is that horrible uh-huh, senator yeah. from uh, Maine. Did you see what he did? He parked a. Uh, he lives across the street from her in yeah. Maine, and he has that big. I don't know if you ever seen the front of Stephen. He has King's more house. money than he knows what to do with. Oh, Oh Jesus! Four hundred yeah. million, I think. Yeah. Good God! He's man. he's got a huge house in Maine that has this iron rod fence that goes around it, and there's bats all over the iron rod fence, and it's just like this. Awesome. Put his face, her face but on he, all. But he's literally like acro- 
across the street from Susan Collins' uh, house, and he parks. He parked this huge truck. You should pull up Stephen King, Susan Collins' truck, and he parked this huge truck in front of his house that's facing Susan Collins. That says, uh, "Remove Susan Collins. She's uh, uh, it's something like derogatory about her." And he has it parked there, and he doesn't move it. <laughs> and he probably really, pays the daily it's fine. It's really funny, yeah, just to keep it there. Oh uh, shit! Of her yeah, house. why not? Uh, and I don't know how we got off on that, but Ozzy Davis. Ozzy uh, Davis. Ozzy Davis is awesome, man. And we've got a whole list of uh, flicks here. Uh, he's also in that uh, that 1992 Gladiator flick. Uh, w- what do you think of? Do we all think of the same thing when we think of Ozzy Davis? I saw him in The Client first. He uh, was, I think, he was the judge. Yeah, that's right. Oh wow! Yeah. I loved him in Bubba Hotep, man. Oh, do the right thing. Yep, do the oh, right thing. Do the uh, right thing, grumpy old man. Uh, hot stuff. I loved hot stuff, and a lot of people don't remember hot, hot stuff? stuff. That was <laughs> I'm the, one of them. Uh, me and Matt used to watch it, but you probably did too. We watched it on Park Street. It was on HBO all the time, where they uh, set up a pawn shop. And it was oh like a, yeah, yeah, it was yeah, a yeah, sting. Of course, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Susan yeah. Pleshette was yeah, in yeah, it, yeah. and uh, it was great. That it was, was really funny. That was funny. Remember they. What they did was they set up this pawn shop, and it was cops that worked at the pawn shop. They they were just trying to buy stolen goods. They were trying to buy stolen goods, and they were going to arrest people that came in there and sell it. I remember the one scene I remember, and this is why I remember it was because I was probably seven year old, seven years old when I watched it. But they couldn't get the people to look at the camera, which is the window that they had the camera looking out of that mm-hmm. one way mirror. So they covered the camera with like Playboy pictures and everything, so everyone <laughs> would whip to the left and look at it. But I, I loved it. I, it's another hard movie to find. Uh, do the right thing. Joe versus the volcano. I do not remember who he was in Joe versus yeah. the volcano, man. But that he was must like have a been funny one, one of the villagers. <laughs> you want to marry her? You want to marry him? Good, you're married. <laughs> the great Abe Vigoda. Yeah. Uh, yeah, grumpy old man. Uh, perfect. Yeah. I loved him as the grandfather in Doctor Doolittle. When you found out that, uh, oh, like he uh, could talk to that, him that too he could something. talk to him too, and yeah. that the granddaughter knew, uh, knew how to talk to animals, and it was kind of this whole lineage thing that happened. It was really great. But I mean, I could spend the whole time just talking about Bahotep, man. Where he He's was, so great. he was in the He's nursing JFK, home. Right? Yeah, yeah, he was JFK. JFK. Absolutely. And, uh, at least he thought he was JFK. In my yeah. mind, he was JFK. I think he has might, one of the grossest uh, movie scenes ever. I didn't think it was that gross. I know you have a problem with it, but Which I thought one? it was hilarious. Where she's, she's lubing up his uh, junk. He's. He's oh, got the yeah. cyst on his yeah. dick, and she's yeah. like draining it. Oh, and then God. they never show it. No, yeah. no, they just show the her face and his face, and yeah. then they, but the sound effects are ridiculous. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's not gross. It's no, just it's, it's, I love him yeah. as Elvis, though. Uh, the, the great, great Bruce Campbell saying, "Yeah, yeah well, why don't you give it a little tug there?" Yeah, <laughs> he's oh, Mister Ho. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, he he played uh, at one of the residents. That, try pitching that script to somebody. Oh God! Oh, God. Well, that's Don Coscarelli. So, the same. Stay with me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's Don Coscarelli who did also did Phantasm, John Dies at the End, uh, a Beastmaster, John. and everything. So he he is used to doing these kind of indie flicks. Uh, so I think a lot of that was done uh, with his own money or with crowdsourcing. Uh, but getting him to even agree to that movie was brilliant in my mind. I I, I really thought he really took that movie to the next level. When you see that image of. Uh, him walking with uh, Elvis with the uh, walker and everything. And, yeah. Oh, uh, God. Yeah. Don't make me bust up my stuff. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the uh, demon sucks your soul out of your yeah, ass. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that is a script uh, right that, there. That's what it was. They, didn't they say they were going to make a different one? It was yeah. A, it was, what was uh, it called? Uh, it's been on the books for a long time. It was going to be uh, uh, 
uh, Bubba Hotep and, and the She Wolf of the Nosferatu She Wolf or yeah, something like that, or She uh, Vampires or something like that. It was huh. very sounded and, awesome. Yeah, uh, <laughs> never did it. I'm not sure. You you said he played the judge and the client. That yep. makes sense. He was one of the voices in that dinosaur animated flick. Cop and a half. I just thought it was funny to write on here. Yeah. <laughs> Is that Dabney Coleman? No, also? it was uh, Burt Reynolds. Oh, that's yeah. Who it Burt was. Reynolds okay. had that yeah. little kid. Little kid. Yeah. That's when uh, Burt Reynolds kind of jumped the shark and would prove that he would do anything for money. <laughs> and that was '93. That was back in the day where he probably didn't have to do that. I mean, he, he jumped he, it a little early. No, he he was. Always or broke. he was brilliant, you know. Yeah, yeah he was just true. always he, broke. He really was. There's uh, <laughs> a guy who wanted a hundred million dollar lifestyle, and yeah. he only had twenty. So he was Poor in uh, Do the Right Thing, School Days, Jungle Fever. Uh, I mean, a lot of really great things. Malcolm X. Uh, so he had done a couple uh, really great. Um, what's his name? Uh, I love him as the mayor in Do the Right Thing. He's great. That's right. That's who he was. Yeah. I could not uh, think of, for the life of me who he played in Do the Right Thing. Yeah, he was the mayor. He was kind of like the the drunk. You know, like the, but I think he, I don't know if he actually used to be mayor or not, but everybody just called him the mayor yeah. and him and that old lady just every day were like, that's right. They were flirting, but they were also like yelling at one another. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it, it, it was, it was a great role. Man, for I him. really need to go back and find that gladiator, that 1992 version. I remember when you saw it in the theater Oh, and you yeah. came out of the theater and you said that was a fucking awesome Hell movie. Yeah. Uh, I think you had seen it in like Sarasota or Venice. Top of the head. When you went and saw it. Hardest part of the body. Yeah. I'm surprised you remember lines from me because I can't even remember. I've seen that movie a thousand times. Wow, I can't even remember. That's one thousand. That's quite a bit. He might be exaggerating Uh, a tad, but. If he's not, he's got some. You know, I bet you I could honestly say I've seen it 40 times. Yeah, yeah. Like, you know. I know we always say that too. I've seen it a thousand times. So you've seen it every day for three and a half years. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) Yep. Uh, 40 times is a lot of times for a movie though too and it's I, I i probably like what's the movie you've seen probably the most in your life fletch maybe really it's fletch huh well you pulled that one out great. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, big trouble china is probably me I'm catching and, up and with probably zodiac seen, uh, and jaws yeah, yeah. Jaw, jaws and big trouble probably my two and that probably that number is only because i have 60 or 70 times which is a lot when you really I have a down. movie i have two or three movies i watch yeah jfk i watch every year yeah. once a year when you do that when you have those yearly things those yeah. add up man yeah if you do it for 25 years man yeah when, certainly when i finally ordered the digstown dvd yeah. i'm pretty sure i watched it like 10 times in two weeks yeah and there's a lot like, of those movies that you put on for background noise oh yeah too. no but i mean yeah. i like watched it yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah like uh, Love Last Dragon's movie. probably yeah. one of yours too, right? Oh yeah, I mean, absolutely. Last Dragon you watched yeah, a lot. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. I just watched that the other day. Yeah, I love it. All right, next guy, man. This guy is pretty close. He almost edged out Rabeloja for the uh, the most amount of movies. I think he was just he was in second place. He said, "Damn you, Paul, quite put Rabeloja on man. here. He could have been the winner." And this is the amazing Donald Pleasance, man, who's been acting way back. The earliest one I have on here is 1958, man, and he was also taking. Uh, I would say taken from us early, man, but he was old, man. I mean, I don't, I don't know how old he wasn't. Kurt Douglas old, but he was pretty old when he he finally left us. Uh, what's your? Wasn't uh, he a Bond? Yeah, Bond villain, man. He played the first Blofeld. But it wasn't. It's not no, it's on there. You only live twice. Oh, okay. Yep, nineteen sixty-seven. Okay. Okay, he was one of the recognizable. Yeah. He's the one that yeah. had the uh, the scar through his eye. And yeah. his, he petted the cat. You know, he had that cat and his uh, thing. I think he was the first because a lot of times we we heard Blofeld, but we didn't see him. I love that they worked Blofeld into the new Bond movie that's coming yeah, out. Yeah, that's right. That it's just brilliant to use him as like a Hannibal Lecter type character that he's behind like uh, behind like prison bars, but he still serves a purpose that he can kind of uh, profile the killers the, um, and shit like huh. that. Really brilliant. The escape 
to which mountain? Is that the Disney one? Yeah, the Disney one. They showed this movie to us <clears throat> in the elementary school. Really? And it was scary yeah. for a young for kid kids, to yeah, see. Yeah. But I loved it. I loved it. I don't I, remember it, but I remember loving that it. That girl I had a crush on. She was probably my age yeah. or, or a little bit older. Was that about the kids that were like, they had like powers or something like sort that? Sort of. My The biggest scene I remember is like, the kid, remember the kid fell into the lake? I don't remember any And of he it. got caught under some branches. And the old woman came over with the big pole. And it looked like she was drowning him, but huh. she was actually trying to save him. I bet if I rewatch huh. it, it'll all flood back to yeah. me for sure. Uh, so some of the movies on here, I... Obviously, I think most people would probably remember him from Halloween. Yeah. I mean, because look at all those dates. I mean, he, he played uh, Dr. Loomis in 1978, 1981, 1988, yeah. 89, 95. I mean, he really championed that series where, yeah. where people were not coming back to do it. But, I mean, you dangle that money. And he had the kind of wherewithal to kind of uh, – take a young filmmaker like John Carpenter and take his money. Uh, that was what most of the money from that first Halloween money. it still money, wasn't that much. It was only it was like, like 20 grand. I think it was $22,000, I think, is what it was. Because he was a pretty heavy hitter at that Oh, absolutely. Time. I mean, I mean, I mean for them to get him. Friggin' Great Escape and the, the greatest story ever told. Great Escape, Escape from is, New York. Oh, I loved him in Escape from New York, man. I loved him in all the John yeah, Carpenter a films. Yeah. <laughs> King of New York, York A number yeah. one. Oh God, I loved him in Prince of Darkness. Prince of Darkness is one of my favorite horror movies that I don't seem to find many Remind people me that agree with me. Uh, of on what it. that is, it was the uh, is that, that Scott Bakula. Uh, no, no, it was uh, a lot of John Carpenter guys, like uh, um, a lot of old character actors, like the guy who played uh, Wang Chi from Big Trouble in Little China was in it. You had. Um, uh, you also had uh, Egg Chen. Egg Chen was in it. So what happened is, it was had that green liquid that was they, they people that he played a priest in the diocese, found this weird kind of green liquid that they were that was in this kind of cylinder and they had it in the bo- bottom of the basement and it, they brought all these scientists together for the weekend and they were gonna go in there and they were gonna study this green liquid because they thought it had the essence of evil into it and <laughs> so they were gonna he study want to take the weekend and mess around with yeah. evil yeah, with know, me for a while yeah nothing could bad happen yeah. i mean come it's on it's only liquid evil yeah. yeah so they all get into the church and almost immediately when they get in there the liquid <laughs> spits into this woman's mouth and oh, then it shit. goes from her to somebody else to another person it infects everyone and they can't leave the church because around the church remember alice cooper mm-hmm. was one of the homeless of guys it it somehow drew all the homeless guy and all these weird bugs we saw it a few years outside. ago huh. uh, we saw it a few it, years ago because i hadn't seen it in a while and yeah. you're like we should watch this Fuck, i love that movie man. Huh. It had one of the best soundtracks i love the soundtrack i i keep uh wanting to find it on uh cd because i love writing to like uh john carpenter kind of theme music uh when i write i'll put it in the background no no lyrics or anything like that but it's got a really great tonal it. oh yeah it's on uh i almost have bought it like four or five times on itunes it costs like 18 bucks for the uh for the whole cd uh but i loved him in that man he's he's the one who screwed that woman over at the end remember they finally were able to the the one person that uh, got really affected by the uh, liquid, you could tell that Satan itself was going to come out of her. And uh, you realize that it wasn't her. She was the one who was going to open the portal that came through the mirror. And at one point you saw the, the demon's hand come through the mirror and everything. And uh, 
it, it grabbed the like the heroine by the hand and uh, Donald Pleasance took the axe and threw it at the mirror and it cracked the mirror and it, and it stuck that woman into the uh, the mirror forever with that evil creature and I always think oh I kind of he fucked that one woman over man <laughs> <laughs> can't make an omelet without lives uh, you in know. a few so he was in the 1979's Dracula <laughs> which was uh, Frank Langella's Dracula and I, I gotta think he's Van Helsing man you might have to look up 1979 I mean, Dracula I'm sure he is and, I'll, I'll I mean he has he, he looks like he looks like Van yeah, Hel- yeah, Helsing yeah, personified to, yeah. <laughs> yeah so I would be surprised he was also an oh god I'm not sure who he played in oh god the old uh, John Denver kind of George, George Burns, Burns yeah, movie. Oh, I love that I, I, I don't own oh god, oh god you oh devil, god, you yeah, devil yeah. I don't yeah. own oh god but I own oh god you devil and I haven't watched it in forever and I'd have to rewatch it man that's such uh, like a I don't know random classic talk, oh he's yeah, totally. he's another one that probably lived to 100 Who's this? George, George Burns. Burns. Yeah, we yeah, that's about right. him? No, I said George okay, Burns, okay. but it was either ninety nine or hundred. I can't remember. No, let's he see. Uh, Just... He was Doctor John Seward in John Dracula seventy nine. <laughs> I'm wondering if that's them getting getting around the. Uh, the <laughs> he was a doctor. Ram Stoker estate. Yeah, yeah right. <laughs> We're gonna call you not Van Helsing, but Van Holsing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> see, there's a O. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, that's what. Uh, I loved him in Great Escape so much. He had such a... It was such a sad character. He played the forger that lost his sight Mm -hmm. that James Garner had to help through the tunnel because he couldn't see. By the end, he couldn't see anything. And then remember, they crashed the airplane. Him and James Garner got in like one of those two-person airplanes and they ended up crashing. And James Garner got caught and he had... uh, uh, Don Pleasance couldn't run. He had no sight, and he just had to get taken away. And it was really, really sad. Uh, I'm not sure who he played in Greatest Story no Ever Told. To I would imagine that he probably <laughs> played one of the apostles in the Greatest uh, Story Ever Told. THX 1138. I loved him in that man. That was that old George Lucas movie with uh, Timothy uh, with Robert Duvall and. Uh, with that really completely white scenery oh, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. in there. And he was, one of, he was one of the bald prisoners in there that was kind of explaining to Robert Duvall what was going on. Uh, I haven't seen The Eagle Has Landed. That was a movie that I know you had seen with oh, Michael Caine. Yeah, I, yeah, it's uh, it's good. I don't remember it. Yeah, it was one Fully, of those. But I, they had a lot of... Uh, from the British side. Yeah, that that was a whole period of time in the 70s where a lot of British war movies came out, and this was one of the bigger ones, The Eagle Has Landed. I think I just saw my cat blow by. Yeah, I know, man. <laughs> serious wind outside. <laughs> <laughs> oh, last week we had the uh, the leaf blower. This yeah. time we have the actual nature blowing all those leaves everywhere. <laughs> Uh, I don't know if did you hear it in the background? I did you? Did, yeah. yeah. I think if you if you but know I about knew, it, yeah, 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 I knew. Yeah. I heard it a little bit when I was cutting it, but I don't think you could really tell it's if probably, you were listening it's probably it's noisy around your place. It depends. That, Sometimes they sound like they would do an industrial work on the roof. Remember, you oh, said yeah. he was fixing his roof. Yeah, they have some. If you're weekend, listening to this pod, fuck you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they have some weekend warriors at my ironic. house who have taken like five months to fix a roof job that oh, would probably God. take professionals to take like two hours and a half. Yeah. All right, this last guy, and I love this last guy, man. And he's another guy you might have to look up to just see if he's alive anymore. And I, I think I know where Justin goes, where he would think about this guy. Uh, I don't know. There's a couple Justin movies on here, yeah. man, right in the middle there. Yeah. <laughs> right, One right after each it's other. It's both of them. Yeah, yeah, that's what I figured. And most people just know him as Mako. Very rarely do I ever see that last name attributed to him. Like, you should be able to type in just M-A-K-O, and it will come up. Uh, Mako Shark is the first name. <laughs> Iwamatsu? Yeah. So, yeah, Iwamatsu. Mako Iwamatsu, but almost all the times he is credited just as Mako. 
if you watch a lot of his movies, that's all they credited him as. It's weird. He's like beep, beep. Cher. Better get Mako. Died in 2006. Yeah, he was a. He's very familiar to me. I I love his voice, man. When I watch Conan, I'm a huge fan of the Conan movies, uh, both Barbarian and Destroyer. And he was the narrator for both of them, but he was also in the movies itself too. He, he was, was like, like the, one of the thieves, the magician. Yeah, he's like a magician kind of thief kind of thing going on. And he met him. Remember, he had that great scene where he met the fire uh, when he first met him uh, and came across him. Uh, I loved him in Tucker, uh, Man in His Dream. That was that Jeff Bridges one where he was building like it. it was, or, uh, no. Um, it was the Tucker, I think is what they called it. It was kind of like how the Model Studebaker, T was, like, but it was like, yeah, it was the assembly man. lines uh, for him. And uh, probably my favorite movie he ever did, though, was Taking Care of Business, man. He, that was that great uh, James Bellucci one where he switched he places switched, with Charles Grodin because he had tickets to the World yeah. Series, right? Yeah, he, he had tickets to the Cubs. World Series. <laughs> but he switched places with Charles Grodin and he ended up having to go to a lot of his meetings and everything and he was meeting with Mako to do this big deal and everything and I loved that scene where he's at the board, where he's at the restaurant with Mako and Mako's like, I really want to hear your, your opinion on our products and everything. He's like, oh yeah, I know all your jingles and everything and he's like, uh, he's like, uh, I've, I've had your, uh, uh, He's, your peanut butter be, uh, before, but your peanut butter sucks. Yeah. He's like, yeah. he's like, but yeah. it, if you spread it on some bread, it's all right. But not, not your, your bread, bread. Because your bread sucks. <laughs> <laughs> but it actually like they respected. Yeah, yeah, he the, exi- he they, respected them. Share that. And then improv. Mako got up and said, "Tough titty." I, I always love that too. Yeah. Uh, he was also on Pacific Heights. Remember, he played the neighbor where the roaches were coming into his house. Uh, remember where Carter oh, Hayes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Carter Hayes, played by the great uh, Michael Keaton. That was the Michael Keaton, Matthew Modine, and uh, what was the, the girl's name? Uh, Melanie Griffith. Do you remember uh, Pacific Heights? I never saw it. Oh man, you'd love that man. That's an old Michael- school flick where Michael Keaton played evil as shit. Oh really? He played a tenant that came in and rented. It was just this great loving couple played by Melanie Griffith yep. and Matthew Modine. They just wanted to rent this great place in San Francisco. Hell. And Michael was Keaton Tom came Sizemore in? the one that was helping him disassemble the... No, it was a guy that I don't even recognize. He's not famous. Uh, but uh, Beverly D'Angelo was in it and everything. So he just wanted to make Melanie Griffith and Matthew Modine's life hell. And Mako was one of the other tenants. And uh, at w- one of the many things Michael Keaton did to screw over Matthew Modine was release roaches into the building. And they started coming through the walls and everything. And uh, Mako played one of the guys that says, you know, I- I'd love to stay here at the apartment but I, I can't do it. There's too much craziness happening at this fucking place. Huh. I love when uh, that guy that says, uh, the guy from Batman, the Jack Nicholson Batman, the guy who played Bob. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Gun, Bob. Yeah. He played the exterminator that come in to get rid of all the roaches. And they were like, unless, and that was the big thing with Pacific Heights is they legally, they could not get into Michael Keaton's apartment. And he knew there was stuff going on in Michael Keaton's apartment. Just That's just where the roaches were coming from. And the, uh, the exterminator says, you need to get in that apartment if we want to get rid of these. He said, well, what is our other alternative? He says, get a bunch of little leashes and pretend they're pets. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, so yeah, it was great. But yeah, why don't you tell your two big uh, Mako movies here? Oh yeah, definitely the Perfect Weapon and Sidekicks. Sidekicks, yeah, man, dude. Si- I, I, I really love... need to rewatch Sidekicks, dude. I it's watch such it so a. Long. I mean, I, I mean, it, it's it was awesome back in the day oh, when yeah. I was for a ten year old, like uh, 12, 13, something like that. Matt yeah, who played sidekicks. the who played the little Jonathan kid? Brandis? Yeah, yeah, the late great Jonathan Brandis. <laughs> yeah, your cats are always trying to get on this pod. Guest man. stars, man. Um, <laughs> can't be on the we'll pod. just work with it we yeah. got leaf blowers we got nature yeah. we got cats whatever. yeah 
Um, yeah, in uh, Sidekicks, he kind of plays, uh, what is it, Jonathan Landis? Yeah, John yeah. Brandis. Brandis, yeah. sorry. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the other guy's a director. Yeah, 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 you know. Um, he, he, like, befriends him and, or, well, his daughter is, um, oh, gosh, I don't have the cast pulled up. Yeah, yeah. I, he's a cook at a restaurant who, who like, knows martial arts and mm-hmm. he teaches martial arts to uh, the kid yeah. you know and like they end up going to this competition it's like Karate Kid almost it is pretty much yeah, yeah, yeah. Except, a... except you add Chuck Norris into yeah, it at the end, playing it Chuck strange. Norris yeah it was really good fighting Joe Piscopo yeah uh, <laughs> yeah that's yeah, when Piscopo got huge yeah, yeah. Um, like but big my... wise not famous wise yeah. <laughs> poor guy he took, <laughs> he took some steroids yeah, yeah. he did um, but no my favorite line from that movie because they're doing like a, a full on competition so brick breaking is part of it you know and like I said he owns a, a restaurant and so he comes up to get onto the mat to go to the uh, brick breaking thing and he's just wearing like a white shirt and his apron you know like his cook outfit and he's and one of the guys says sir where's your gi and he just goes no need gi for brick breaking. <laughs> you know, and like, it goes up and just like breaks all the bricks, you know, and it's just like such a cool fucking line that he says. Who'd he play in uh, Perfect Weapon? Um, he was uh, weapon. Jeff Spielman's. No, that's Spielman. <laughs> uh, he gets killed by Professor Tanaka in his okay. sleep. Oh, um, interesting, yeah. And he, get, he leaves the rose on that's him. That's right, that's um, right. So I'm pretty sure he is Rufio's father or grandfather yeah that's right that's right yeah he was from yeah. Uh, captain hook uh, yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah yes. that's just, why he's I, I don't know he doesn't his know name. his name yeah oh yeah. but you know who rufio is <laughs> it yeah. is rufio See? boom rufio oh <laughs> um yeah and then jeff spiegman and then uh professor tanaka's in that and i think the guy that plays um and i, I know this is terrible just to say all these people but uh shang soon's in Mortal Kombat. Yeah. I think he's the bad guy. Gotcha. Um, and he's he's a super recognizable dude. I yeah. just don't know his name. I think he was from Rising Sun also. I think he was. He has too. all the tattoos. One of your, yeah, that's one Eddie. of your favorite Yeah, yeah movie, he played right? Eddie. Okay. And I love Rising Sun, man. Rising Sun, it's not my top 50, but it's definitely my top 100. Yeah, I love that Rising the Sun. the Wesley Snipes and yep. Sean Connery one? Sean Connery one. one. Uh, yeah, I, I saw that once back in the 90s. And he played, uh, he played that guy that was head of the trade thing and remember at the end he got really pissed at his underling when he found out that he was kind of involved yeah. in that whole thing i also loved him in another movie that most people don't like but i absolutely love was seven years in tibet and he was yeah, the one like he was movies. the one that, yeah i love it man yeah. so good that was uh, uh brad pitt uh, brad pitt right? really yeah. really good it just shows so like much about movie. tibet i've never seen it it shows it, i mean I'll, it's a it's a pure uh Biopic, not biopic. Yeah, it is biopic. Sort of. yeah. It's a real guy about that uh, yeah. guy who was like a, a, a mountain climber that went up. And it's such a great story, man. You don't realize how much of a great story it was because he was captured by the enemy and then he had to escape from them. And he got captured twice and then he had to go to Tibet. And Tibet wasn't letting foreigners in. And Mako played the guy that says... I want him to stay at my house as my guest. I know we're not normally allowed to have people here, but I will take him under my wing and he can stay here. So he was the only reason that character, that that guy lived. And he ended up living, I think he's still alive. I think he's in, like, he was living in, like, Niceville, Florida the last time I checked. That, uh, Which isn't very nice. Ha- <laughs> uh, Hera was his last name. Uh, something Hera, I can't remember. But he came, like, best friends with the real Dalai Lama. Yeah. yeah. I he mean, mentored was, the Dalai Lama. Ment- on... He mentored the Dalai Lama in, like, English culture and everything. Yeah. Thing. And a lot of what we love about the Dalai Lama now is learned pe- from his interaction with that guy. It was really great. That's awesome. Um, 
Another one he played. Uh, it's not the. It's probably the worst Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles one. That TMNT that came out in 07 is very forgettable. But <laughs> he was the voice of Splinter. I figured which, that's what which, he yeah, would have And he was really, really good at that. Another couple of his movies here that we didn't mention here: Highlander, Final Dimension. Not the best Highlander movie. I I thought the first can only be one. The first one was really great. I, I love. That's all I know about that yeah. movie. I love the second one. I love the quickening mainly because it had uh, Michael Ironside in it. The Final Dimension was the one that had Mario Van Peebles in it, and, it, and he played a great character in there too. He was great. That uh, Memoirs of a Geisha was good. Uh, Memoirs of a Geisha, really good uh, flick. Uh, Bulletproof Monk, I don't remember, but that was uh, who was it? Chow Young Fat. I think it was. I think so. it was Chow Young Fat, and then Pearl Harbor. I can only imagine that he played one of the Japanese kind of commanders uh, in uh, Pearl Harbor. Uh, but no one liked If Pearl not, Harbor, he was sorry. going to an internment camp. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he had, yeah, he had two options in Pearl Harbor, and that was it. Uh, so, yeah, Mako, man. Check out M A K O. You just pull his name up, and you'll see tons just of pictures go of him, man. Feed past the sharks. And yeah. Yeah. Mako I. Yeah, Mako I. He'll pop up, man. He's really great. 189 flicks, so he did a really great job. So, speaking of Mario Van Peebles, have we ever done a, like a Talked segment on him at all? Ever? Uh, Mario Van Peebles. What was Peebles. the Black Cowboy movie he was in? Oh, yeah. What was that? I, I can't remember the name of it, but I, I thought it was fucking awesome. And then... It wasn't bad. Solo. Um, I, I'm what was that? I'm gonna... Oh, what was the uh, the werewolf movie did? The Full Eclipse with oh, Mario see? Van Peebles. Man. See, we're, we'll have to put him yeah, on our yeah, next yeah. character. He needs to get a mention. He's, he's, he's like Jan Michael Vincent. <laughs> Who? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Dead. <laughs> no. He's already he, he died a year ago and I just read about it. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Oh, I was that's... like, oh, he died yesterday. No, yeah. he didn't. Yeah. That's how long it takes for that name to carry. <laughs> yeah, so that's our character actors for this li- uh for this week, man, and this uh, round. There's around five of them, man. If you want to hear about more character actors, you like how we kind of did this uh I mean you get series. to hear a bunch of movie stuff. All oh yeah. At once. That, that's oh, what's yeah. always fun with this type of thing. So we're gonna do character actresses in two weeks. I, I don't usually like to do them one back to back. So next week we're gonna do two thousand dramas, which covers two thousand to two thousand and nine, and we have a whole slew of really great movies for that. And then we got the character actresses uh, to do, and then I think after that um, we have a wild card coming up pretty soon. We're Bitches. doing a we're doing a black and white kind of movies thing where me and Dave are gonna teach Justin some black and white flicks, film man. School. It's gonna yeah. film school Friday. I'm gonna learn from Paul, yeah. and then you're gonna learn from me. Yeah. <laughs> you'll, you'll, you'll get the half the knowledge. Yeah, yeah and we'll, we'll, at least uh, a third. <laughs> we'll talk about some good uh, black and white films uh, on there too. And yeah, then we got a great wild card uh, thing to celebrate Justin's birthday. Justin, Woo-hoo. every birthday, Justin wants a wild card and for thing. his birthday. Maybe That's I'll right. work. In, we can uh, do that. Maybe I'll work in a game on that one too. All right. I'll try to come up with something. Uh, I'll bring ET. Bring the, <laughs> yeah. bring the prize uh, back. Yeah. Well, that's bet. definitely for the anniversary pod. So yeah. we'll uh, if I win it, my cat's gonna chew the oh, hell out of it. So can't let that happen, uh, man. Yeah. We have, well, to, have to cheat. I'll have to. Yeah. I'll have to just continue to be the defending champion. There you go. Uh, so yeah. be like the Stanley Cup we'll just keep putting rings under the bottom of them <laughs> yeah, etching right. names in it right I'd, I've heard weird stories of what people Ooh, do with that shit. Stanley Cup, uh, cup I, when they bring it hey, home we oh, don't no, know no. what Justin's done with E.T. <laughs> he's been sitting on the table I bet the sure he's yeah. sitting on the table <laughs> and I've been sitting on the table <laughs> alright so <laughs> if you want to get a hold of us you can check us out you can send us an email at fascinatingwithfilms at gmail.com you can also check us out on Facebook fascinatingwithfilms or you can leave us a uh, like or a comment on uh, SoundCloud or uh, iTunes, our two platforms, and uh, we'd appreciate it. So uh, I think that's good for this week. Next week we'll be back with uh, 2000's drama.
until then, see ya. Peace. Bye. WNBC. Robert Lozier.